Season two of the PlayStation Collectors Podcast, and tonight we have Luke likes games on the show. Welcome, Luke. Hello, thank you. Excited to be here. Thanks for joining us, man. It's awesome to have you here. Yeah, dude. Like your setup, man. I'm 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 glad to uh, to represent the uh, Nintendo folks uh, on your Mm. PlayStation Collectors Podcast. So the Wall of Red, the Wall of Red. We so love I agree. here as well, so, as well as our Xbox and our Sega, so it's awesome to see. What'd you call it? Did you say that last one more time? Sega. Sega or Sega? <laughs> All right, that Sega. sounds good. It's <laughs> just so wrong. I know that isn't, but over here, it's like, what the? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's like... Yeah. All the advertising is like, Sega! Like, it's so very clear. Hey, like, you know, it's hey Joe, like, is, it, is it pasta or pasta? It's pasta. It's pasta. <laughs> it's pasta with like an H. Oh man, we can, we can. I mean, I'm from Forget Boston. About it until you watch. I'm from it. Boston, so it's pa- it's pasta. <laughs> you gotta say it like that. To be honest with you. Model. Throw some H and shit in there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. And you guys all have this. I feel weird. I'm the one with the accent over here now. You guys are all. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? Outnumbered. Three Aussies. Yeah, we're taking over. So, like, tell us about yourself, man. You're you're on Aussie. Yes, I am an Aussie. Uh, I'm over in Western Australia. Um, I've been collecting oh, since high school. So, God, how long ago was that? Now, uh, probably about fourteen or fifteen years. Um, wow. So, yeah, a little while. Um, started out collecting PlayStation Two. Um, <laughs> it was uh, actually we used to have um, like uh, Japanese or pairs stay with us in the family. Um, and it was one of your pairs that gave me a copy of Dragon Quest VIII on PlayStation 2. Um, wow. And that game, that changed my life, basically. Um, so I lost like 100 hours to that. Um, <laughs> and and it was after that, like, I realized, because I'd played a few Pokemon games before, but I hadn't really played, like, I don't know, any other JRPGs outside of that. 
Um, but yeah, falling in love with Dragon Quest VIII and going, okay, there's probably more games like this out there. Um, that sort of kickstarted how I got into collecting, and now and now it's just gotten out of hand, as you can see. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like three rooms uh, in the house are just have got their own giant games walls. So, but That's you awesome. know, phys physical media forever. <laughs> have you got yeah. a ballpark number on how many games in the collection? Oh, okay. I did a count. Uh, God, maybe four or five years ago, and it was I think thirty three hundred games at the time i don't think that the number will be too different now it's more uh the quality's probably gone up over the quantity because mm -hmm. i've sort of like got rid of stuff to make space for more stuff um but probably yeah probably 35 to 3800 if i had to have a guess do you use an app or a spreadsheet to track what you've got and what you don't have or very good question. I have photos in my photo roll on my phone um, just because I know where everything is on the shelves. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be like, oh, well, you know, I'm standing in the store. Do I have that game? I'll just like look exactly where I know where it is on the shelf in my photos. But I haven't updated oh, wow. those photos for okay. a while. So I do actually need to update those at some point. You've got a good I storing do. system and stuff in alphabetical order when that <laughs> works, whatever works, right? Yeah, 100%. I people use apps as just so many different ways to do it. I've seen people use the notes function on iPhones and they've got like thousands of different yeah. listings on there. So. Google Keep. Yeah, yeah. I did, I thought about using the apps because I have been like, I've seen there's a few around, but like, I think by the time I discovered that that was an option, it was like already too late. I already had like thousands. I'm like, this is going to take months. Yeah, scanning them all at that point is like, yeah, nah, I, I don't even want to do I that. started <laughs> using an app at probably about 500 games and I'm at probably 2,000 now mm. and it's helped a lot with just tracking prices and stuff like that. That's probably the only reason why I use an app is so I can go in every month and just track to see the price differences and things. But 100%. Really yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, games, it's daunting to start. <laughs> I get that. Mm. Yeah. I just buy the same game three times. That's mine. That's <laughs> uh, guilty, guilty as charged. Oh, yeah. like, Damn, that's a good deal. And then I'll go and put it on the shelf. And I'm like, oh, apparently it was three months ago too. <laughs> I've had to, I've had to take games back to my game store, and they've been like, "What's your reason for return? Was it scratched?" I'm like, "No, I already had it." Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just look at yeah. me like, "Oh my god, yeah." But anyway, it's like they accept that as a reason. I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> And they can't turn around and be like, well, okay. So sometimes I just pretend it was like on purpose. Like I accidentally bought the, that uh, Castlevania, like uh, the one they do when they came out, uh, like from Best Buy uh, twice. And I'm like, oh, I'll, just, I'll keep a copy because it'll go up in value. That's what I was doing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I just have an extra one. So, and it will. I mean, I'm not wrong. Someday it has to be a night on it. It will hey, be um, more someday. So. Figsy, you know you've got a problem when you go to your local EB store and one of the staff members is in there flipping through the the bin of games and trying to find like a disc um, or like a case for a disc. I think it was like Payday 2 and this was the other day. And I literally like found it for her and then just get, gave it to her because I knew exactly where it was in the pile because I'd seen it there so many times. Well, you know so that like problem. the discs will have like a different name to it. It'll be like Legends of Heroes. It might be under like the trail section. And you'll be like, can you, yeah. you should look under T. Different things yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, give me the definitely. broken computer. 
<laughs> exactly, seriously. And then they turn around and try and say scratch protection. <laughs> hey, I I asked someone that they, they reckon they would honor that if we went and drove with it behind a car for a couple of kilometers and took it back. They reckon they'd honor it, but I don't know. I'm sure they would. The amount of times it would have, like, how many times would they actually have to like give someone a yeah. pair of Blu ray? How many, I, I don't how many think people scratching Blu rays? Yeah. Back to your collection, Luke. Um, what systems are in your collection, man? What do you like to collect? So for me, um, as I said, I started on PS2. So mostly sort of that era onwards. Um, I don't really have any of the retro stuff because it's not really what I grew up on. I sort of grew up on the 64 and then the PlayStation 2. Um, mm. I've got a very small PlayStation 1 collection. And I have uh, a, a, you know, a small 64 collection. Um, everything else is, yeah, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Um, GameCube, Wii, um, and the Nintendo handhelds as well. Uh, some Game Boy Advance stuff. Um, and then Xbox, I've got, because uh, I don't play the Xbox much, but I have collected uh, most of the worthwhile exclusives on the original Xbox and the Xbox 360 yeah. and the Xbox One, I guess, as well. There's not that many, really. Um, so, yeah, mostly the big three for me. Um, yeah. Nice. Any systems that you've um, focused on heavily? Um, I know PlayStation Vita, you've really tackled that one pretty hard. Yes, yeah. So um, I think the first set I finished was the Wii U Oz print set. Um, I say set, I just, you know, the a copy of each piece of software, basically. So um, I think there's a few, like, collector's editions and big boxes that I still don't have, but, like, I'm fine with that. They're just, they're just more stuff. Um, to me, it's, like, being able to be, like, if I want to play a game that came out in Australia on the Wii U, like, it's here. It's ready to go. So, um, and then, yeah, the Vita was the next one I tackled. Um, again, the Oz Print Vita set. Um, I don't have all the European ones i've got some european games and a couple of us games but um as far as the set goes just the oz print um beta ones and i'm also very very close to finish the oz print playstation vr physical set as well wow that's cool yeah so was, that. <laughs> yeah not too far off i think i've only got like two or three left so joe's yeah. joe's coming in his pants right now when he heard that you <laughs> nearly finished the vr set He's joe's doing the vr Worldwide yeah. set, Joe, can we say? Oof. I have the vanilla set for the U.S. done. I'm just going mm -hmm. up to variants at this point. But mm -hmm. I do need, like, the the Oz Tekken 7. You got an extra one of them? <laughs> <laughs> I see that, actually, all the time. Like in, in... Yeah, it's not that hard to find. I'm just, I'm just waiting to find it for you for, like, 10, 15 bucks, you know? <laughs> well, that, that'd be nice. It's Yeah, I don't want to spend 50 bucks on it if I can help it. I've like six copies of Tekken 7 at this point. I really don't need another one. But I do like the yeah. cover. It's neat. You know, it's got a really nice steel book too. But you know, it's like variants. Uh I'm not in a rush, let's put it that way. I get yeah. them when I get yeah. them. There's a bunch of stupid ones I need too where it, like literally like everything's the same but it says like deluxe edition at the top. <laughs> you know, that's all it says. You know, it's like that type of crap. I'm like eh. yeah. it's just not a yeah. sticker I guess. No, it's just you know Perp games, those bastards came out with special <laughs> versions of everything. So, and I missed, I missed that. So, like trying to get all those signed copies or the deluxe editions and all that stuff, it's just a pain now. Because, uh, mm. like, yeah, a lot of people were ordering direct from the perp store. They're they're a pain to order from if you're not in Europe. So, 
Um, just nobody got them over here, so I'll never find them in the wild or anything. It's just a, a, no one. I'm never ever going to find Ghost Giant Deluxe Edition in some stack. It's not going to happen. Like nobody has it. Like so. Or if you do, it'll have like an appropriate price tag on it, and it'll be in a storefront. It'll be like no, 150 dollars, and it's the same price on eBay. You know? It would be nice. I, I, I just had a random thought about like collecting and stuff, and how things are different. Like when the PlayStation One came out. Games and stuff were probably always sold in retail stores because there was no such thing as like an online-only retailer. You think games now for the PS4 and 5, it's, there's so many online retailers only for games that you know, you're probably never going to find a lot of games just inside you know, GameStop. Oh, and tons so. of games never hit the shelves here retail, where yeah. I'm from. Not at all. Yeah, now especially it's like they don't even have AAA games. You go there, there's nothing. It's terrible. Yeah. Um. Well, especially in Australia, like we don't have limited run games in the shops over here or anything like that. You know, it's it's games that got released over here or games that were traded in by Aussies. Did, yeah. did you see that EB is trying to do that now, but like they've got a limited, I don't know how long that's been going on for, but there's like a limited release section on their website now and they're starting to slip more games and stuff in there. I haven't and, seen that, no. Yeah, is that like it's on the EB website. Or it's collector's editions, but it's games as well. Yeah, there's games in there, so... Are they like the grey import ones? Because I know EB Games do import like grey imports from the UK and then sell them as pre-owned, even though they're brand new. Yeah, I, I the other day that I saw them, there was Amiibos in there, but there was definitely games as well. So. Yeah, okay, interesting. Well, I honestly haven't been to an EB store in like six months. Zero. <laughs> you know me. Well, they banned me, so I'm I'm not allowed. To <laughs> You've told me this story. That's so funny. That's so funny. I'm kind of like half boycotting them, not spending my money there. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good take note if you spend too much money at eb they will ban you <laughs> of what they deem people can spend and then they assumed i was like a business trying to take advantage of them I'm like no i'm just like one dude of a big collection <laughs> yeah yeah no he has to wear a bob ross wig and a mustache when he goes in there <laughs> really it's really awkward no i gotta go in <laughs> <and use his card. laughs> But Figs, if they're making money still, why should they care? I mean, there must be. <laughs> it's to go with his mom. Mom, go in there and buy this for me. <laughs> they won't let me. <laughs> well, well I, I think because they weren't making money on what I was doing. Yeah, was so some of it they must take a loss on for the fact that you might go in there and buy more games when you're in there trading stuff in. Like there, there must be that like aspect of it as well. Back to the um, PlayStation Vita set, Luke. I'm. <laughs> A lot of people that are watching might appreciate how insane that is. But like some of the games that have UK equivalents will be like a hundred dollars in the UK, where the Australian version is free for five hundred dollars. Yeah. Sometimes there's no prices because it, the game just doesn't pop up for sale. Like yeah, um, some of the um, Danka Romper games, Danka Romper V3, for example. Like yes. you know, it's almost yes. priceless at this point because it's yeah. just so few of them that exist yeah 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 um there was definitely um definitely a few heavy hitters at the end there um danganronpa v3 was one of them i think that was like one of the last six that i needed um but yeah you can still find that one for like well actually i don't know what the prices are currently because i've stopped looking at what they're worth but when i did pick up my copy like i think i paid 300 for it um mm. And yeah, I, I had like a UK 
or like a European copy sitting on the shelf already. It's literally just a piece of paper that I needed swapped out, really, because the game's the same, right? It's a European yeah. cartridge from memory. Um, so, yeah, I felt like for a long time, I was like, I'm not going to spend the $300 on like a piece of paper. Um, but I think I like when so. I saw, yeah, <laughs> I mean, when I, when I whittled it down, I was like, it's like almost, you know, I was like four, yeah, four or five games away. I was like, you yeah. know what? I might as well do it, get the job done, do it properly. And now I can, you know, now I can sit here and say like, sure, it cost me an extra hundred dollars to get that game, but, um, it's done, you know, <laughs> it's a little cheap. And I'm sure if there's ever a time in your life where you needed money, you could sell that in 24 hours for oh, more than yeah. what you paid for it. Yeah, you know, it's, not, it's a bad investment or anything. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I feel like a lot of games, the Australian version is always just absurdly more. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, doesn't like I, any game, I feel like, when I'm looking for oh. stuff. Like, the, uh, I mean, nah, it works both ways, but I reckon well, it works both ways. I'm sure you have plenty of cheap rugby games or something. <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah, but that's just games. get them released in other countries. Well, yeah. I think. um. Like your average game is sold for more in Australia than it is in other countries. Uh, our yeah. retail price at EB Games is like a hundred dollars. You know, yeah, and there's some games that JB Hi-Fi won't get. So when they're the only person selling it, and it's a hundred dollars, and there's one copy in each store, and mm. it's sold for that price, when these people go to sell it in the online market, and they're the only ones with copies, you know, they can make up their own price. Yeah, yeah. there's a collector out there who wants to finish a set, and they've been waiting. You know, I've spent $180 on Odin Spear. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's because it was the only one that popped up in 12 months. Yeah. So, like, these factors and also the fact that 15 years ago there was way less collectors in Australia, like yeah. everywhere in the world, but our market was tiny back then. Yeah, I mean, you're talking, today, about, what, you... 20, you're talking about 24 million people versus, what, 340 million people, potential people buying video yeah. games. Hmm. So because of that factor, like some of the games are just so expensive. Um, some of the, there's games on the 3DS that sell for over a thousand dollars, you know, and the American copy will be a hundred bucks. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So it works both ways, Joe, definitely. Yeah, no, it is confusing though, because sometimes Figzy will be like, this game, oh my God. And I'm like, one of my favorite verses of that is puppeteer on the ps3 yeah that's well, like yeah 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 that's in america but over Futurama here like, on the ps2 15 bucks well yeah, Futurama. yeah especially because even in the uk it's, it's expensive so what happened was um someone in australia had ten thousand copies of puppeteer one guy and he was selling them on ebay for like six years for five bucks each yeah eventually like this game got expensive everywhere else in the world and he had the cheapest copies so people were buying like 100 copies at a time and sending them to america from this one dude i i spoke to the guy and that's what he did he he, he bought ten thousand copies of the game and got stuck with them you know i think i bought I probably had a hundred copies at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple floating around. I might have three or four copies. There was another one. It would have been um, from the same guy. Individuals. It was. A, it was, was a blue? kids game. No. Um, I could find it for the PS3, but again, like the most common copy is the Australian copy in the world. It's such yeah. a random thing. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of games that drive me crazy. That like, 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 um, Samurai Western, the US copy is so expensive, and the Japanese copy is like eight bucks. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying. I'm like, oh, if I could just be Japanese, I could save 
thousands. I just yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> like Africa and stuff. Africa for the PS3 on the the Japanese version is worth nothing, isn't it? Same with yeah. um Well, it's actually worth like fifty bucks now because people have like substituted that in their collection and because of like importing fees <laughs> well, and stuff. Me, yeah. It's yeah. artificially driven the price up. Yeah. I got my I got my Hakuna Matata copy, the Asia English one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that one's going for a few hundred dollars these days. So it's yeah. like, you know. <laughs> the only difference between that and the North American one is that hasn't got trophy support, and that's it. You, gotcha. You'll laugh gotcha. about this, Figzy, but I played. Um, well, you know that Tokyo game where you, you play as the dog and the different Tokyo animals. Tokyo Jungle. Yeah, I, I played the Japanese version of that last weekend, and I had my phone up in the air with the translator, like doing this while I was watching <laughs> the game. And I'm like, I'm a tired ass. I'm not playing for four hundred dollars. Dude, that's dedication. Yeah. You ever seen that? Uh, they know that uh, train game that you can buy that has like all like that, that crazy controller and everything. I've yes. seen people. Same thing. Like you can't get an English copy, but I've seen people, like Americans will buy the game and the controller, and then they get like there's a fan website that translates the whole thing, and they keep it open and they read it all and they play the train game and everything. I'm like that's, that's dedication for sure. <laughs> but I suppose if you're like mad into trains, like you're like, you you gotta, like gotta you're do a, it. I gotta yeah. have the train controller. You know what I mean? I can just if you're a train driver. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm wondering if they could, because like a real train controller has like, like resistance to it. I'm wondering how nice that thing is if it actually feels like yeah. a real controller. <laughs> yeah. It's all about that immersion, right? <laughs> and if you press the sander, it just dumps sand all over the ground in your office. <laughs> See, in America, if we had like an American version, some dude on fentanyl would come and like pee on you while you were driving. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the American equivalent. Some dude with no pants smashing a trash can, they'd be like, "Kill me off the train!" You'd be like, "All right, man." Some homeless dude asleep in the back. <laughs> like, um, go back to the Venus set again. I, I'm so fascinated by it because I appreciate it so much. What were the other really tough games to get in the Australian set? Yeah, so the probably, yeah, the infamous three of Danganronpa V3, but that had a retail release. Like, you could buy that at EB Games on launch for like 60 bucks wow. or 59 and 95 or whatever it retailed at. Um, the other two, I've, I've actually brought them there here. Um, <clears throat> so these other two uh, uh, NAS America releases. Um, and as far as I know, and please someone correct me if I've been uh, misled by the information I have on this, but as far as I know, um, the only way to get these in the Australian rating prints um, was to order these through the NIS Europe website. Um, in their respective collector's editions only oh, um, and select the Oz rating during purchasing, Oz rating option during purchasing. So the first one is, <clears throat> De- oh, wait, can't see anything, Demon Gaze 2. Um, yeah. So I found this one on eBay, actually. Um, so wow. I had bought it... Uh, I saw it pop up on eBay. It was a sealed collector's edition. The seller did not confirm or didn't mention in the listing whether it was like an Australian copy or not. And there was no way to tell from the outside of the box. The only way you could tell is like through the order, I guess, or through your receipt. So I messaged the seller. I said, um, hey, do you know if this is like the Oz, uh, Oz release version when you ordered it? 
And they actually sent me a screenshot of the receipt from when they bought it. And it said that, like it said, Oz version. Um, and I was like, okay, good enough for me to gamble. Um, so I bought it and it stayed sealed on my shelf for probably two years. It was like Schrodinger's cat. I was like, I don't even want to open it in fear of it <laughs> not being the one I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stayed sealed until it was the second last game that I needed. Wow. Um, so I was actually speaking to another collector um, <clears throat> who owned the last game that I needed, which is Yomawari Night Alone. Um, same deal. Uh, as far as I know, only available through purchasing the collector's edition from the NIS Europe website. Um, and this person I was speaking to, I was talking to them, I was telling them the story I basically told you about my copy of Demon Gaze 2 and whether I didn't know it was like a Schrodinger's cat. And they were like, you should, you should open it. You should see what you got. So I did, I carefully opened it and I pulled it out and sure enough, there was a sealed Oz copy of Demon Gaze 2 in there. And I was so stoked because that was the second last one that I needed. Um, and I think partially like, because I was, I spent about a month talking to this person, trying to persuade them to um, let go of their Yomawari Night Alone. They were at the time they were selling their entire um, Vita English language set, um, so they didn't have variants from different regions, but they had one copy of every physically released Vita game mm. worldwide, as far as I know. Um, and we had sort of talked about a price, and I was looking at like purchasing it and but it was like on the other side of australia shipping wasn't going to be an option i was looking at how (laughs) how feasible it would be to drive like i don't know whatever it is like a week each way (laughs) to get to this thing four days Um, yeah yeah and (laughs) it was like it was just becoming ridiculous and the price was like like notably more than i wanted to spend and i was like it's just for one game. Like, it's just ridiculous. So um, I, I, I talked to him. Yeah, I was just speaking to him. And then when they when I unboxed Demon Gaze 2 and they were like, oh, you've only got like one left. And I'm like, yeah, do you want to help a brother out? Um, then, yeah, then we negotiated a price. And, um, and so I bought it. And so, but not only did he have um, Night Alone, but this is a... You can see on the back here, it says it, oh gosh, it includes HTOL hashtag NIQ, the Firefly Diary. Um, so as far as I understand, this cover is reversible cover art. This one's sealed. But he also had a second copy with the reversed cover art on the oh, outside, wow. also factory oh. sealed, which yeah, I, amazing. this is the, I've, I've never, like I haven't been able to find anyone that has another copy of this sealed. This is the only one I know of that exists. Do you have that, to ask um, for them to do that? Like some like ask for a copy that way? Yeah. So he, he was telling me that when he ordered this, he specifically asked the publisher, so NIS Europe, mm. um, if wow. they could provide one like that sealed. Um, and he said that he was uh, speaking to another collector at the time who may or may not have also ordered one. So there may be a second copy out there somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's the only one that I know of confirmed, I guess. That's um, really cool, man. So yeah. So when you said it was, when you said it was sealed, um, <laughs> and you couldn't, you couldn't see if it was an Oz Powell or not, is, was it in like a shipping box or something sealed? And that's why you couldn't actually see like the classification sticker to, to work out what it was. 
Yeah, so it was in the collector's edition box. So the collector's edition ah. box had like all the nice artwork and that had like a plastic wrap around it. Um, and it, there was no, no telling on the way on the outside um, mm. what uh, print the copy on the inside is. So the only way to open it, yeah, the only way to find out for sure was to open it. Open um, it. Wow. So yeah, that's yeah, how I, that yeah. work, um, I sent NIS Europe uh, emails and they've confirmed like so many <laughs> PS4 games don't have Australian power releases and you could order Australian power versions if you bought the collector's edition. So like, I, I was going for a full JRPG. I was powerful. I stopped that because it's just, I'm not going to spend $300 on each of these oh, games. Yet. Ridiculous. You know, the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I understand how rare they are, but to me, I don't want to own collector's editions anymore. They're just too big. Mm. But, uh, congrats, man. Like, well done. But I don't Thank know you. if there's anyone who still has a complete Oz Pal Vita set. Um, the guy you were chatting about is another friend of mine. I want to get him on the show eventually. Yeah. Insane journey with the PS2 as well, so that'd be really interesting. Really nice dude, yeah, really really cool. <clears throat> so very lucky. He was, I, I think, you know, for him as well, it was he knew that it was going to a good home, which probably made it easier to let go. Um, so yeah, no, forever grateful. Um, so yeah, really really stoked. And that one, I've got pieces from his collection in my collection as well, and I'll never be leaving. And it's some of my holy grails. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And I. Hey, what's the count for beta games for Oz Power? Like, how many do you have to get? Is it? I think it's around 100 and it's around 140, give or take. It's so small when you think about all the other systems. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, and people think, oh, 150 games, it's gonna be pretty easy, but <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> it's so deceiving, no, really deceiving, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one or two games. 150 Saturn games or 150 Neo Geo games or 150. A, yeah, 150 games can be like a house. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Um, 100%. Now, are you going for uh, just OSPAL or are you getting like any exclusives from any other regions at all? Or I'm I'm pretty content with my just OSPAL. I think like for me as well, like I, I, I've got too much already. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm never gonna play them all, uh, as you guys would probably <laughs> understand. Yeah, oh, we do. Um, we understand. So for me, <laughs> like I've got these shelves. I don't really want to buy another one. Um, so if more stuff comes into the collection, then I have to get rid of stuff at this point. So for me, like I'm happy That's where with. I'm at too. Yeah, I'm happy with my Oz set for the Vita, um, and I've got most. I've got pretty much everything I want for the Vita. Actually, to be honest, there's a few sort of like you know, rare Holy Grails, but like, like at what point do you say like, well, it depends on, I mean, why are you getting it at some point? Are you happy hmm. you're getting it? Is it making you giving you joy that you're buying it? Or are you compulsively buying it? Cause you feel like you need to, that's yeah. not the same. Like, yeah, there are some things that like, I'm just like, nah, like I'm good. Like I would yeah. love the Darius collector's edition for PS4. It's like 400 to 600 bucks probably to get it. And it's freaking Darius, dude. I have that game a thousand times over. I don't yeah. need another copy of it. It's just neat. Yeah. You, know you got to draw the line somewhere. I want it, but <sighs> I've driven that line with NBA lead 11, you know, like realistically in my head, I wanted every PS3 game. And even 10 years ago, I knew that, you know, well, this is two, $5,000. I'm, 
probably never going to actually own this unless I sell yeah, off but... like a significant part of the collection. So Fixie, it's... your your kidney is in healthy condition, isn't it? <laughs> I got two of them. If anyone out there wants a kidney, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point. And for the Vita, there's there's games out there like that for um. North American yeah. Library, you've got the unreleased free games, the um, 88 Spikes, the... I need to look at my collection to remember them. Um, the Revenge of the Bird King and... Um, Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac, yeah. And, like, there's people out there that are paying thousands of dollars for these games. And, you know, like, yeah. you have to ask yourself, is it is it worth paying one, two, five, ten thousand dollars for a game that might get released one day? Like, what yeah. happens if they get released too, you know? Yeah. And the developers have said they're going to release them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that IP yet. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm like the, a big Binding of Isaac fan, but I'm cool with not having it. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's just like, uh, yeah, I could buy like an entire collection for that much. Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially like if I want to get into something cheap, like Xbox, drop three grand on Xbox collection, I'll be, I'll be, good <laughs> a lot of nice games so i don't know it's tough and for me that's what it is like I, I i like still lie to myself and say that i'm gonna play my games like i still like that's my intention when i buy a game is i do want to play it so i don't know it's tough for me to spend three grand on something when i can just play it some other way well when you already own it <laughs> well that um, too windy corner tv asks are you excited for the grand turismo movie um he hopes it's good I can answer this because I've seen it. Ooh. Oh, um, good. I, yeah, I went to the local premiere for it uh, earlier this week. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it's definitely like, I mean, it's not perfect, obviously. Um, and a good chunk of it, especially in like the first half, feels like a PlayStation ad for worse, not for better. Um, but um, the racing... Uh, the way it's shot, the way it's edited, the sound design is yeah. immaculate. And there's a lot of racing in the movie as well. They don't sort of faff about with, you know, long stretches of drama or anything. It's like, it's a lot of racing. And then by the end, like, you really invested. We, we were just sitting next to two ladies um, who I don't think played games um, from the impression I got, but like yeah. by the end, they were fist pumping. They clapped at like the peak of the film. <laughs> like they were really into it. And as were we, I was so excited. So um, yeah, I think it'll take a lot of people by surprise. It's definitely not perfect, but it is a, it is a genuinely good time. And it's a really, just a really good true story as well. So, so is it much like the, um, the Need for Speed uh, movie or not really at all? I, I haven't seen the Need for Speed movie, but I would think no. So the Grand Turismo one is based on the true story of this guy in the UK that got enlisted through the GT Academy uh, program. Yeah. They basically took like a bunch of the best Grand Turismo players and then taught them how to drive real race That's cars. That's right, yeah. And so it sort of follows this guy's journey transitioning from being a, a gamer in his bedroom on his little you know sim wheel to being like one of the world's best drive like real life drivers um oh, so it's about sort of the true story that you know that came from the gran turismo franchise not so much you know that fictional story set in the the game world would you say it's uh more or less realistic than fast and furious 10 
<laughs> oh, what a terrible <laughs> film. I, I freaking, that was another premiere yeah. I went to, and I <laughs> wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, like, none of those movies are about cars anymore. It's just about pew, pew, pew. It's just, Do they you know, go to the moon in anything? In this movie? <laughs> yeah. No so, racing yeah. underwater in a base? <laughs> Crazy shit. Uh, yeah, look. Not not worth your time, but Grand Trust went down. Have any did anybody of you watch the Twisted Metal show yet? Am I still the only no. one here? Come on, guys. Come it's good. good. Yeah, I the first yeah. episode. You mean it doesn't come out in Australia yet? You guys are gonna be like it's just on TV. It's on what is it, Peacock? You guys don't have that in Australia? We got it on Stan. Yeah, Stan. Yeah. Stan. I have no idea. Either way, it's actually really good. I highly recommend I'll try to find it on my show. legal streaming site that I use. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm half um, expecting this Gran Turismo movie to like get released on UHD, 4K, Blu-ray, and then Sony like forces you to be online to watch it like this. <laughs> I'm releasing it on UMD actually. It's gonna be a if they gave gave like a little playable demo on the disc though like for the movie release that would be, cool. be great yeah, that would yeah. Be awesome yeah. yeah please Sony. one track to... like yeah cars for years. like yeah. they could do that definitely oh, absolutely oh okay. uh, is it no wait no it's on stan they're lying <laughs> <laughs> See, there's so many of them these days that like you know Back in the day, it's like you used to pirate things, and then Netflix came out, and you were like, "I won't pirate things anymore because everything's on Netflix." And then now it's like, I don't want to spend five hundred dollars every single month on every streaming service. Yeah, (laughs) back to piracy again. I would rather pirate something. There's so many like other streaming shows that have like one show I want to watch. Yeah, and I'm just like, sorry, that's not cutting it. I'm I'm not paying (laughs) you for all this other garbage. I like to watch sport if I generally paid for the sport I watch. It'd be like a hundred plus dollars a month, you know, where you can yeah. get like ten dollars a month. So what are you gonna pay? Yeah. What isn't the NBA like a shitload of money to watch the NBA in Australia? Yeah, it's like three hundred dollars for a year or something, which yeah, is it's crazy. Kind of money, you know. Like the Premier League, I used to pay two hundred dollars a year and you know, now I'm I get everything and it's like shh. <laughs> Hit me up for an affiliate link, by the way, guys. Yeah, your computer also <laughs> dies occasionally. I know. It's in- I've got a connection here. Changing the topic. Look, you're um, apart from being a collector, you do a lot of work on Instagram as well, man. Tell us about that. I do, I do. So I think between 2017 and 2021, I think five years, I posted daily for the most part. There was like a couple of small breaks, but like pretty much daily. Um, which was really fun. It was a good, like, it started out, I guess, as a creative challenge for the first year. Um, but yeah, I guess once I realized, like, how um, how much fun it was to sort of geek out with people online all around the world and also, like, compare notes and, you know, even with you, Figsy, like, I'll send you, like, games I'm, I'm not sure about and you freaking know everything. So um, it's just been, yeah, it's been really cool. message someone and find out, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check your sources. Um, so... Yeah, I, I've i sort of kept up with it. Um, I did the yeah the dailies for five years, and then I've sort of slowed down now. I post when I want to, um, usually a couple of times a month, um, just because, like, other life is a, a bit busier these days. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's been cool. I, I really I felt like I got to ride the wave of, of um, 
you know, the, the peak years of, of Instagram anyway, it's definitely dwindled off now, um, both in, I guess, community spirit, perhaps, um, but also obviously the platforms a little bit on the, on the down. Um, but yeah, still, still, still hang around there. Um, still get some really cool like PR opportunities. Um, I've, I've, yeah, I've been sent, I've been lucky enough to be sent a number of like PR and press kits over the years as well. So I like, I hold on to all of those. They're like my little babies. They're all in a cupboard, like out of, out of uh, shop here. But um, yeah, like, um, yeah, certainly very lucky, um, very appreciative. And um, yeah, it's, it's been cool. It's been a really good ride, really good ride. I would add that um, your content's like you do some really good content as well. So thank you. It's, it's thank really you. creative posts and stuff. And um, I've been following it for years, and you also do daily stories. So um, I feel like I've followed your journey the entire time, always seeing the stories. So if you guys want to check out Luke, it's Luke Likes Games on Instagram. There will be a link below. Definitely check that out. <laughs> I guess it's time for Luke to migrate to OnlyFans if he's paying the bills. <laughs> That'll be on the decline soon, too, once the AI takes over, guys. Put them all out of business, all the fake digital ladies. Just wait. Would you, um, would you say the rise of TikTok is the reason for the demise of or the, the downfall of everything Instagram? and society, the entire planet? Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I would say definitely, definitely a major yeah. factor. Yeah. 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 It seems to like people have gone away from looking at post type things of pictures to more video feeds, you know, even like in, with, uh, with shorts and stuff on YouTube and even Facebook shorts and stuff like that. I think within 10 years, we won't even have to use words. It'll just be video and grunting. Just, oh, uh, uh, and that'll be all people can handle. And it'll just fought to your brain and be like, yeah, it'll oh, just I'm be sure. loud noises and like dog bark noise. It'll just be like a soundboard. Like, uh, 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 there's people like I'm telling you, it, we're all doomed. <laughs> and and like tiktok went like full circle as well because like now you can like post like photo slideshows on there which is pretty much like oh really but with yeah. like trending music on top it's like okay right <laughs> we've every people you know, stream on there too but like yeah. when people try and stream on there all they do is set their camera phone up and you got this shitty picture of their um tv while they're like playing like mud runner or something like that and it's like i've never actually seen anyone properly streaming why mud runner why do you why so specifically why uh, <laughs> i'm looking at it right now that must be what andy watches because it's always promoting content for yourself so that's sort of yeah well that's what it is it's just people playing mud runner. my tiktok's like full of people pimping Popping pimples and stuff because I watched one video. Once oh and, man, uh, oh, it's man. awful. I don't, I don't that, watch TikTok anymore. That does. Yeah, I, do, I deleted mine. <laughs> yeah, Facebook, yeah. same thing. If you like stare at something for like thirty seconds on Facebook, forget it. Now you're gonna see that for the next like thousand things. It's just like, oh god, what the hell? The rest. My recent one on Instagram, like, because obviously Instagram's got Instagram Reels now. Um, which I've sort of avoided using for a long time, but every now and then now I'll sneak on and just flick through for a minute or two. And it's found, it's figured out that I enjoy watching videos of kids getting hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And so all I get is like, there's like six year olds, five year olds just getting cleaned up in all sorts of ways. It's very funny. Um... (laughs) You want to learn someone's personality, just watch their videos that they get for like 20 minutes. 100%. 
So that's what oh. you're into. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My my girlfriend's getting like you know like cute dogs and like you know like you know cute other cute animals, and I'm just like four year olds getting smacked in the head with a baseball bat. Woo! <laughs> I've got this one trend at the moment that it's um dogs like smashing into little kids or old ladies or something, and then it it changes to a voiceover of this guy, and it'll be like um. So and so quarterbacker for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. I must get them all. It's great. <laughs> and I find that Instagram was—it definitely went from a platform that um was just about photos to if you didn't adapt to what the platform wanted to, it wasn't showing your content anymore. I was I was having posts that were getting you hundreds of likes on a regular, mm-hmm. and then you do it again same style and it's down to 50 and your followers don't see it anymore and like i actually i don't see your posts i see your stories i won't see your new posts because that's yeah that's how instagram is if i scroll through i get 50 ads i'm just i just stop doing it you know yeah, yeah that's the biggest problem with most social media companies at some point they all go hey if you give us money we'll let people see your posts mm. And you're like, yeah. but these are people on my feed. They all signed up to see my post. They're like, yeah, but if you want them to, you know, the people that signed up to see your post to actually see your posts, you have to yeah, give us money. Yeah. I like that's one of my bands. I remember we used to promote like crazy on MySpace and Facebook back in the day when we could. And then now it was like, dude, we do ISIS crush MySpace. We have like 80,000 followers on MySpace or something. And because uh, you could just go, you could just message people and spam people and, and reach out to people, and it was like they'd let you. Now it's like you, you, you like you have to seriously like if you give us a hundred dollars, we'll let fifteen people see your post for five minutes. You know, like, yeah, like dude, what? It's actually started on YouTube now. now. YouTube want you to pay. Yeah, so yeah. Screw content that, on YouTube dude. to start getting hidden soon. You know. Yeah, exactly. Really? That's so bad. Yeah, it, it's it's absurd, and, and you know that's fine. It is what it is. This is just what happens when these companies get too big and bloated. But what happens? You know, all it'll take is a viable alternative, and uh, they think that they always they always think they're too big to to to, to fall. And then mm. Netflix shows up and puts them out, built blockbuster out of business or something. Yeah, you know I guess I mean? so. so. There, there is senses. There is there is that sense. But then there's always like a juggernaut of something that's hard mm. to like. Everyone thought that Threads is going to come along and knock X or Twitter out of the water. And like I was saying to Figsy earlier today, Threads is just like no one cares. No, I, I don't even go on there anymore. And you know what the, yeah. the sad thing is? It's actually probably the most organic platform there is at the moment because if you go yeah. through, it's just my friends. But yeah. because no one's posting on there, they, you know, I'm on Twitter every day and I'm still on Instagram and, you know, yeah. I don't use Facebook, but I'll use Facebook Messenger and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, we're creatures of habit as well, like for better or worse. So like, even if the platforms, if you like, I, I constantly complain about like different social media platforms. I still use them every day. <laughs> so yeah, you've got to. I'm part of the problem. I hate, yeah. I hate Facebook, but I've got to use Messenger to keep in contact with people, you know. So. 100%. And Marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah. If the marketplace didn't exist, I'd probably be like deactivating that part of Facebook <laughs> because yeah, I, I yeah. see myself scrolling and like getting mad at what certain things. Not replying, doom, but just doom scrolling. And, and I'm, yeah, why am I doing this to myself? You know, and yeah, like, yeah. No, doom scrolling is definitely a thing. I have um, all notifications from all my social media disabled because I I don't want um, I don't want my phone to tell me when to grab it. I want to grab my phone and like, there's different things like that. You can yeah. Know. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I um I did that thing like maybe I don't know like maybe like seven years ago I just like deleted all of my social media 
And uh, it was amazing because all my friends all of a sudden called me. <laughs> it was amazing. They're all like, where'd you go? And I'm like, hey, remember you? We used to talk and be friends and stuff. Remember the phone? Remember that other work? And so like, literally, I got in touch with all these people I hadn't talked to for years because I got off of social media. My social life got way better once I got off of social media. Yeah. Let me tell you. And That's like, so ironic. I love that. And, well, and the other thing, too, is like literally it just made me stop liking a lot of my friends because I'm like, now I know too much about you and mm. I know all the stupid crap you think that I didn't need to know. And now I just don't like you. And I didn't need to know that before I would just yeah. see you at a party and I'd be like, it's you. I like you. And we'd talk and we'd have fun and we'd go home. And I didn't have to hear all your stupid ass opinions about every stupid topic in the world. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that I have to hear your thoughts on everything, I'm like, cool. Now I don't like you. Great, yeah. great job. Awesome. Yeah. This has yeah. been really helpful to me to learn that people are really dumb. <laughs> great. And like other ones, I, think, yeah, I, I have to go on this rant. Like, why do you want to have a social connection place where your <laughs> friends and your grandma can see the same things? Yeah. <laughs> why the hell do I want my grandma to see the stupid crap I say to my friends? And why do I want to see my friends be able to see me going, okay, Nana, I love you too. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You know I mean? Like, I don't, you do not need these places connected. Like, you don't need to have a spot where everyone you know is connected. That's a bad idea. Yeah. It's a really bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd like make stupid edgy jokes to the meatheads in my death metal band who our sense of humor is, let's say, different. You know what I mean? And like, you know, my family would be like, what the friggin' hell is that? I'd be like, don't look at those. I'll yeah. be anything I say to this guy right here, don't look at it. <laughs> even just, even just like, so like, like different things like that. We try to make each other sick. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely changes the aspect of, of your friend circle when everyone has, it's like everyone posts their opinion about things and stuff and you might not now agree with their opinion. So it's just like when you see them in real life, you're like, oh, that person pays FIFA. Like, you know. I don't care if I agree with people's opinion. I don't even care about that. What blows me away is that people think other people care about their opinions. That yeah. makes, blows me away that people think Anyone's gonna read this and be like, "Whoa, <laughs> well said, well said." Right? Nobody does that. Everyone just goes, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, and "Nobody." It, it's like I YouTube. Just you can make a video where you do express your opinion, and if someone wants to actually see it, they'll search it and find exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> in general, I'm just blown away that people like think anybody cares. I just I'm blown away. Like I really don't. Like I I'm amazed. You know, people. Maybe people care about what we think about video games here, but nobody's coming here for anything else. <laughs> I tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody cares what I think about philosophy. I don't know, or, 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 or freaking, you know. I'm just like, oh, whatever. And like, going back to um, Instagram, man. I know you had a lot of um, people that you ended up meeting through Instagram, and um, especially at um, PAX, you've done Instagram meetups and different things like that. Tell us about that. Man. Yeah, hundred percent. So. Um, I've always been a very uh, community-focused person, I think. Um, before I was on Instagram at all, um, I used to make, like, YouTube videos for fun. Um, and I found, like, a local uh, group of, like, YouTubers um, 
on Facebook. They had a Facebook group. Um, and so they ran, someone organized a meetup for that group. And so I went and attended and I had a ball and then someone else organized another one. I went and attended, had a ball. So I was like, all right, I'll organize one. So I organized the third one. And then I ended up just organizing one every month um, for about two years, I think. We did one pretty much every month. So yeah, probably did about at least 20 of them that I organized. Um, and yeah, that was, so I, I guess I, I, I got my experience in organizing and fostering community through doing that. Um, so when I came onto, when I hopped onto Instagram, um, and found that there was like a similar like vibe of community on here as well. Um, I was like, cool. I, I want to come meet everyone. Like, the, you know, you end up talking to people and making friends with people um, throughout. And I'd met people. Uh, I did a trip to America in 2016. That was a year before I started on Instagram. And I'd met some of my like old internet friends on that trip. We went and That's stayed cool. with one of them. In fact, we stayed with two of them in different parts of America. Um so I've always been like very open about like meeting people in person. It doesn't really worry me too much, I guess. I sort of have a worldview that like most people, most people are good people for the most part, you know, like, you know, there's, there's always bad eggs, but like for the most part, I think people are good. Um, and so, yeah. So in 2017, after I started Instagram, um, I'd already found like quite a nice little community of people that I was talking to. Um, so mid that year, I went to the States. Uh, I went to E3 by myself. Um, and then I traveled up the West Coast up through into Canada and did some of Canada as well. And so I did a call out. I was like, hey, is anyone like between here and here and here? Do you want to hang out? Show me your town. Let's grab a meal. Let's hang out for a day, go on a hike, you know, whatever you want. Like you, sh you show me, you're the locals. Like, and to me, it was a good way to sort of you know, travel and experience places as well. Um, I, I think a lot of the best parts of travel are the people you do it with. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a fantastic trip. I met about I think a dozen people across the the trip in different parts of of America and Canada. Um, you know, some would just like go out and have a dinner. Um, you know, some like one I spent the whole day in Seattle with, exploring the city, going game hunting. Um, up in uh, Calgary in um, Canada, um, the Calgary Rodeo was on, which is like the biggest event of the year. And so they took me to that for the day. Absolute hoot. Right. Um, so yeah, I had a really, really good time. Um, and so, yeah, bringing that like in 2018 and 2019, I organized community meetups at PAX in Melbourne. Um, similar thing, just sort of bringing what I knew from the local YouTube ones to melbourne i guess to a, a new group of people and yeah the, i think the first ones were probably like 20 30 people and then that was 2018 and 2019 was like 40 50 people per wow. meetup and we did like one on saturday one on sunday for each i That's think awesome. each yeah so mm. it was pretty busy and um we did one last year as well at pax as well so and we actually had our own room dedicated we had our own spot in the schedule um, and we had like, yeah, we filled out, like we packed this room. I think it was the busiest the room got all weekend. Um, so yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, and in Europe, uh, I went to Europe in 2019, 
Um, I did some traveling with one of the friends I made in America in 2017. Her name's Jen. That's She's cool. based in California. Um, so we had spent like a day in like in California. It was the 4th of July I met her actually, 2017. Um, and so she showed me like a local like 4th of July parade and fair and it was just so much fun. Um, we had a ball, got on like a house on fire. So yeah, when I heard she was traveling to Europe by herself, I was like, can I come please? So we traveled Europe for three weeks together. Um, and in those three weeks, we, we organized a meetup with help from locals. We, we sort of enlisted people we knew that could mm -hmm. all like make phone calls and organize venues and things. So we did one in like a gaming themed pub in London. We did one at an arcade in um, Amsterdam. And we did one at a video game voice over recording studio in Cologne in Germany. So this studio does like the, the German dubs for like Star Wars and Battlefield and things like that. Yeah. So um, really, really cool, really, really diverse. Um, yeah. Series of events. And yeah, just like every, every, every one of those three events, they're probably like the highlights of my time on Instagram, to be honest, like everyone just came out so full of love and smiles and, and, a lot of people, because um, like I, I sort of knew everyone that came. I was sort of like the connecting point. But a yeah. lot of people didn't know each other, and so they'd rock up. You know, they'd meet each other, they'd chat to each other. It was great in the German one. In fact, the German and the Amsterdam one, because they obviously speak like different languages there as well. So I was like the odd one out. Everyone was chatting to each other in like the local languages, and I'm like, hello, like, hello, um, yeah, yeah. hello, thank you, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Yeah, they're like trying to like in the German one. They're like trying to get me to say things in German. They that was at the uh, the sound the um, voice recording uh, studio, and so they set up one of the voice booths, and people could take turns like reading these lines. And they sent me in with a script that was in fully German, and so I'm standing there trying to read this like German, <laughs> like and and I've got like thirty people outside laughing at me. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, like it's so good. Um, yeah, nothing but positive experiences. Um, yeah, it's it's it really has been an honor to to I guess conduct those. And yeah, it's it's not even like about me meeting people. It's just about like people meeting people. And I think it's really valuable. Um, and and there's still people like um, especially the Europe ones. We had people travel from like different countries to come to those. Um, um, Two friends I've got, one lives in the Netherlands, one lives in um, uh, Norway. And yeah. the friend from Norway, yeah, flew in and stayed with the friend from the Netherlands. And they spent like a week together. And they're like still best friends. Um, but th that was, I think, the first time they'd met in person was to come to the uh, to the Amsterdam meetup. Um, so to sort of see, like, even now, like, what are we, four years later, to see, like, people that met each other at those events still be in touch, still hang out, some still catch up in person, like, that's really what you do it for. Like, that's, to me, like, that's so valuable. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's it's been, yeah, really fantastic. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm very proud um, of what everyone has achieved through those. So, yeah. Well, are, um, awesome are, are these meetups, are they predominantly just for people that are content creators that are focusing on game content or is it just content creators in general? And then when you're at these meetings, is it just about 
people talking about how they grow their social media and stuff like that, or is it just like a social thing about talking about games and stuff? Is what I'm sort of yeah, good question. So um, the first party question was um, whether it's for everyone or just content creators for games. Um, the ones I've run have been specifically made for. Um, content creators, but also people that I guess identify as people in the greater, you know, gaming community on Instagram. Um, Because I guess it gives them opportunities to come and meet people that they talk with as well, you know? I don't think there's, um, I mean, I I, I hope there's not a a sense of hierarchy with like people's follower numbers and that. I I, I really do try and talk to everyone no matter if they've got 10 followers or a million followers like yeah uh, for me anyway I think at the start like I was a little bit caught up but like now like for sure like everyone gets treated the same in in my books anyway um and I think that's pretty consistent with a lot of the community I don't know if you guys could testify to that yeah I can elaborate on that um, and without using followers, I can use like collection sizes. Like people that we've had on here with 300 games get treated the same as people with, you know, 5,000 plus games. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it's the same community. And whether you're in it at the start of your journey or this is your 15th, 20 year into collecting, you know, we're all in the hobby for the same reason. And 100%. It's a positive and, community in yeah. most parts. And, and Fixie, how, how bad would you feel if I? Four or five years ago, Mr. Beast messaged you and said, like, hey, I'm looking for this game. And then you're like, oh, fuck, he's got three subscribers. Fuck off. <laughs> I've got, I got 2,000 subscribers. you got none, Mr. Beast. Like, fuck off, man. I don't want to you know, yeah, exactly. message him later on. Oh, can I get a shout out? And he just tells you. <laughs> and like, you know, I answer every PM the same, whether it's yeah. from a random person or it's from someone that has a hundred thousand subscribers. You know, I don't treat anyone yeah. differently. That's yeah, that's how I am. And yeah, it's 100%. a good thing. No, I mean, yeah, I, fan, I fangirl real hard if anybody has a lot of subs. <laughs> <laughs> But you never know because like the ones with the the ones with the millions and millions of subs could always be the ones that end up on like a you know police cam body cam footage of them drunk driving somewhere and just being a complete piece of shit, you know. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful you hit your wagon too, you never know. (laughs) Well guys, we're hit the halfway of the show point. I think it's time to play Figsy's quiz. Oh shit. So tonight it's going to be Joe versus Luke. <laughs> Luke, as you're our guest, would you like to go first or second in tonight's quiz? We're playing again. Sting's playing again. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'm feeling confident. All right, sweet. Um, all right, guys, how the quiz is going to work. Each question is worth one point. Luke, as you're going first, if you get the question wrong, Joe will have the chance to steal for one point. And then question two will be vice versa. So tonight's quiz was done by Pavel and Sylvan. They've combined to do tonight's quiz. We've got some fun questions. And then at the end, we do have a question for chat. So you guys in chat, be ready for that as well. All right, let's start off with question number one. You've got the questions tonight, Andy? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot, yeah. Okay. Oh. Right. Losing with confidence. Right, the question number one. <laughs> What Disney movie didn't get a game? Is it 
Notre Dame, Robin Hood, Milan, or 102 Dalmatians? Luke? I'm going to say Notre Dame. Incorrect. <gasps> Joe? Um, I'm going to say Robin Hood because it's mad old. Correct answer was Robin Hood. Okay, sweet. Just because that one came out. It was a Robin Hood game, but it wasn't a Disney Game Boy. Well. All right. Question number two. Joe, this one's for you. All right. What console advertisement poster was this for? Was it the Game Boy? What the freaking hell? Game Boy Micro, the Game Boy Advance, or the Game Boy Color? Because we all know it's a kid's system, you know. Yeah. If it's referring to it's Pocket. If it's about my penis, it's Micro. So I don't know which one it's going for. (laughs) Can I just can I just elaborate for the podcast listeners? Because I (laughs) podcast episode and you guys talked about something visually. I had no idea what was going on. For the podcast listeners, we are looking right now at an image of a woman in some sort of lacy undergarment, perhaps. Sexy, Tied to a bed frame with a like a bare mattress. She's on a bare mattress with her hands tied to a bed frame. Now that that's out the way. Um... Uh, <laughs> so clearly, that's Game Boy Advance. Final answer. Uh, was it was... Game Boy Okay, well, I was going to guess that, so you've saved me there. Can I Can I guess Game Boy Pocket? It was Game Boy Pocket. Yes! The new Seriously, Game Boy Pocket Seriously distracted. distracted. For the podcast listeners <laughs> at home, the rest of the poster <laughs> has a set of hands playing a Game Boy Pocket, implying that the person who has tied this woman to the bed is too busy playing the Game Boy to make you, love. You'll want to play Game Boy so bad you won't even have time for your kidnapping victim. It does look... I like feel like this was an ad look. done back in the day for like a... Well, she has a distressed look on her face. <laughs> yeah, she, just... she, She's not giving me like a sexy time look. She's like, a, please call the authorities type of look. I don't yeah. know. Ninten- <laughs> Nintendo really mellowed out over the years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, at the end of round one, wild in the Luke's got himself one point, and Joe has also got himself one point. Still anyone's game. Let's do it. Moving on to question number three. Luke, this one's for you. So what game is this advertising poster advertising? <laughs> for the podcast, <laughs> we are looking at a burger, a high burger, with a Game Boy game in the middle that has been obscured. Uh, oh, gosh. Is it like a food-based one? Like, does it? Are you, can it I could ask? Be a food? It's Resident Evil. No. I don't. Mm. It's cooking, Mama. Give me the works. <laughs> Is it like a Wario Land? I don't know much about the Game Boy Library either. I'm just gonna randomly guess Wario Land of some sort. Wasn't a Wario title, Joe? I'm gonna say Burger Time. It was burger time. It's data easy. Hey! Wow. Burger I time. Lo- I actually love burger time. I really <laughs> do love that game, dude. It's so good. 
What's the game? Burnout today is held up there in regards as like one of the greatest games that was ever made. You like mm-hmm. there's like platforms and you have to run across them and it makes the burger uh pieces fall down and you have to run around and make all the yeah. burgers like stack at the bottom. Right. Gotcha. It's really fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they actually came up with a like burger time HD remastered for the switch. <laughs> I want to get back <laughs> 2020 shadow. No, it's Burger Time, baby. It's good stuff. Okay, I'll have to look at that. <laughs> Everything right, else is that new graphics. Yeah. I don't like it. What studio released these games? <laughs> Gross, dude. Uh, for the podcast listeners, we're looking at terrible. <laughs> <laughs> looking at Nightmare Fuel. PlayStation oh, 2 God. games, Cinderella, Snow White and the Clever Boys. Yeah, oh, and Hansel and Gretel, but they look like they're made on amazing like, art, early PS. Uh, electric toothbrush, basically. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, I gosh. don't know the answer to this. What the hell's the name? What's the sh- what's the crappiest company I can think of? Yeah, I have no idea. What's the company in like back in the day that used to make the shittiest games you could possibly imagine on the PS One, PS Two? Like, yeah, I know. know. I can't think of yeah. their name though. Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about, but you know, well, yeah. I up and, Luke and, as well. This yeah. isn't and this I mean, isn't like, the company that did like the, the licensed ones, was it the same in, in the in the first like Beverly um, Hills Cop and mm-hmm. Babe and so, question one, we had um Robin Hood. So they actually did a Robin Hood game as well. Oh. I don't remember their name. I I don't know, it was a GS two games or something. That's my answer. I don't know. It wasn't GS two games. Do you know I don't have one? a I don't have a valid Ubisoft. There you go. <laughs> that is so both gonna know it when we pull it. It's definitely the new. Okay, because they both didn't get it. Can I give you a hint? One of them yeah. is a reseller that everyone hates. <laughs> a retailer? Oh, like an Australian a reseller? One? No, a reseller. A reseller that. Oh, is it, is, is it Phoenix Games? Yeah, I know. I knew this. I just couldn't think of the name <laughs> of the fucking company. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> swear, but like, I knew. I'm like, that's the trash company that I can't remember the name of that every time you see their thing on the game, yeah. you go, oh, no. But we still collect the games. So. Funnily enough, Sylvan actually sent me the LinkedIn of one of the uh, old employees of Phoenix Games who I'm going to reach out to and try and get on the podcast at some point. So that should be fun. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, moving on to oh, – before we do that, the score update of round, in round two. And Joe has taken the lead of two points and Luke is right behind on one. So still anyone's yeah. game. So question five, Luke, this one's for you. Mm -hmm. How was it possible to get these LCD games? Uh, McDonald's Happy Meals. The correct answer was with McDonald's Happy Meals. Yeah, they look look like shitty McDonald's toys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Luke takes another point. That brings the scores tied. Joe, question number six. So I'm going to show you a video advertisement of a game. You have to tell me which game it's for. All right. You got it, Andy? Oh, it's up here. Wait, 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 wait. The Invisible Man! I know 
know, I know. <laughs> God, I know, I know. <laughs> no pressure or anything, Jeff. What? I don't fucking know what this is. You kidding me? Are you serious? I think of what's happening in the in the, in the video. Yeah. And think of it. Mario Kart. No! Wasn't Mario Kart. I need an elaboration on that. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart what? Double Dash. It was Mario Kart Double Dash. Text or else. Mario Kart Double Dash. Drive, throw stuff, switch. Only for Nintendo GameCube. That's the first yeah, time I've seen that, but man, what a beautiful ad. It was um, like, it's some sort of racing and they're throwing crap at each other. So. <laughs> and then swapping drivers. <laughs> and it's the so old good. people too. So good. <laughs> All right, guys, at the end of round three, Joe's pulled ahead. He's got three points and Luke's right behind on two. We move into the final round. For the final round are going to be picture questions. I'm going to show you guys a couple of pictures and you have to tell me what video games are being made from these photos. You so know, you, you know, this is like a pod. You, you release this in podcast format, right? Yeah, yeah, we put it on Spotify. So many visual cues. I think most people watch on YouTube now. Okay, fair enough. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Whose question is this? This one is for Luke. Okay. Oh, you puppy! The title of a video game. Angry Staffy. This one's for Luke, Andy. Oh, my bad. You're not even in this. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll talk it out for the podcast listeners. Uh, there is an angry man. There is a dog laying down, which looks like your dog, Pixie? A beautiful doggy. <laughs> um, there is a Apple Mac computer, and there is a tree, a green tree with T equals C written above it in text. So... Uh, the context of the dog doesn't matter, by the way. Okay, it's just dog. <clears throat> uh, angry dog, apple tree, mad dog, apple... Tree. I don't know. <laughs> but you also have to remember that anything that is a T is really a C. Oh. Mm. Angry dog. <laughs> Apple Cree. Mac Cree? Apple Angry. Mad dog. I don't know. Oh, you're so close, I'm gonna, friend. <laughs> I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel real stupid, aren't I? You don't wanna throw a stab at it, Luke? Uh nah, I got nothing. What is it, Joe? It's Mad Dog Mac Macri. Mad Dog Macri. It's Mad Dog because you said it, Luke. I thought you were going to get it. <laughs> you said it all separately, but you didn't put it all together. Ah, see, I've, I've never heard of this game, so... I... <laughs> oh, it's a classic. Yeah. It's impossible. Mad Dog McCree. <laughs> all right, Joe, final question. Here's your photos. <laughs> it's Metal Slug. 
Backwards metal slug. Congratulations. Very good. Bravo. Don't mind the half naked Asian man coming to America. <laughs> there was a fair bit of disparity there, like between those two questions, but like Luke's question was way harder than uh, <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> However, Luke got to pick which order we do the quiz. They're all done randomly. That is true. So. That is true. Now, guys, I know how much chat loves these, so we make them a little bit harder for chat. Uh, so it's open up to you guys as well if you don't know the answer. We have one more, and this is open up to everyone. Oh, my God. Uh, is that the Bee Gees? No, that's not the Bee Gees. That's the Beatles, that's the, isn't it? No, that's the Who. Ah. Come the on. Who sh- the Who shot lawsuit no the who shot shit on my bed wait no the law and again it's open to chat as well so if you know anything feel free to put them in there who killed johnny it's not a simpsons episode who shot mr burns (laughs) deep rock deep rock johnny rock John's Johnny Mindy Corner TV got it. Who shot hey, John? Nice. Good job, Wendy. <laughs> Where are you finding these games? I'm like, I've never heard of this game. Is that an FF game? It's gotta be. You're up. Now I wanna know the version of this game too. Quality stuff. <laughs> thanks again for Val and Selwyn that was a fun quiz that was good guys yeah man thanks very, very good thank you <laughs> I think we'll move on to our next segment and we've got some show and tell woo yep are we pulling up the yep yep <laughs> <laughs> anyone I've... wants to make an artwork for that <laughs> for show and tell <laughs> send it to us or we'll continue using it. Who wants to start? I reckon we'll let Luke start. He's the, he's the guest. Nobody got first today, Luke. Okay. Uh, so I brought in uh, a couple of my favorite PS2 titles. Um, I heard you guys were talking about God Hand, like a sealed copy of God Hand the other day. I also have a sealed copy of God Hand. And I'll Very cool. Oh, that's Australian. Oh. Copy? Yeah. So that stays firmly in its case protector. Um, but I also wanted to bring along a personal favorite game, um, a European exclusive, um, which is Michigan Report from Hell. Nice, Ooh. dude. Very nice. Oh, that's cool. It's a banger this is, right there. Yeah. So I picked this wow. up, um, I think it was around 2013. I was just checking my emails before to see if I could find the receipt. Um, I bought uh, I bought a few bundles Um around that time one had uh, a u.s copy of rule of rose which i just checked my receipt i paid 50 dollars for six games including u.s rule of rose <laughs> which is ridiculous <laughs> the good old days yeah this one was from a um yeah another bundle i found on ebay and it's actually when thq australia closed down because it has a property of thq studio yeah. australia that's cool Sticker. Oh, I was going to add to that that it, it did actually get a release in Australia. So it's it's more common to find Michigan Report from Hell in Australia than it is in the, like anywhere in Europe or America. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, it's kind of doubles as like both a fantastic game. I've played it through twice. I think it's one of the funniest like games I've ever played. Um, 
but also a nice little piece of Australian game development history as well. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I brought was uh, a couple of, we were talking about Facebook Marketplace earlier. Um, so a few months ago, I, I found this massive bundle um, on Marketplace. Uh, it was a PS3 bundle. So um, it had a bunch of games. It had about, I think it was about 30 or 40 games, but like half of them were sealed. Um, so I grabbed the whole lot. So I've got a couple of like, um, sorry, I just read this comment. I got lucky and found a copy of Michigan at EB for five bucks. It was an Aussie release, but it's just a European copy with a sticker on it. That's incredible. Yeah, I had on it. I'm surprised your copy hasn't got the sticker too, Luke. So yeah, I haven't no. seen one with that sticker on the back without the sticker on the front before. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, they, uh, got a bunch of like sealed PS3 games, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, Gran Chismo, we're talking about the movie. Um, more impressively, uh, God of War Ascension. Ooh, yeah. Steelbook yeah. with the Last of Us sticker. Um, that and, first uh, God of War, you've come, sorry, Call of Duty you held up was the Black Spine variant as well. Yeah. This is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. Oh, cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but there was a title in here, which I actually had to message Bigsy as like the God of PlayStation three collecting. Cause I had never seen this title before. Maybe you could explain what this is Bigsy. Cause I'm still across. So it. is this your is... copy sealed? Cause I've got an open one. I can sort of explain what it was. This is brand new and sealed. Yeah. Okay. So this is guardians of middle earth, which is a Lord of the Rings title. It was an online only MMO brought out in like 2013. 2014 for the PS3 when like Sony were trying to push the PS4. Anyway, it didn't sell very well. They closed the servers within 12 months. And that was about the last we heard of it. JB Hi-Fi sold copies. And then a few years later, my buddy went into the store to try and buy one. And he was chatting to the employee and said, hey, do you know the servers are actually closed in this game? <laughs> they passed it on. Anyway, I got back that, Okay, the servers are closed. So JB Hi-Fi decided to um, tell every store to discard all their copies. So all copies in Australia for sale were discarded, basically gone. So if you didn't own one in your collection, it was impossible to get. Um, I know of one that sold, I think it was 2020 on eBay for $150. I haven't seen one sell since. So what's inside isn't a disc. It's a cardboard piece of paper i'll grab it to show you guys it's like just a download code but they like replicated it into a disc which is really cool I just thought oh, it interesting yeah cool because yeah i as i said this is sealed still so i haven't seen the inside so i'm actually curious about this very very curious <clears throat> yeah you can find this in america for like 20 dollars sealed you can find it in the uk for like 20 dollars sealed but in australia because it was only sold by one retailer who threw it out it's mm. so hard to find yeah. So when you open up, you've got a manual and you've got a ah. piece of cardboard that they've made into a disc with the download code on it, which is expired, of course. But wow. Yeah. Cool. Is it like quite rigid? Is it quite, um, you know, um, or is it easily bendable? It's not a normal piece of paper. It's like thicker than a manual or anything. Yeah, it's, it's thicker than artwork and different things. It's like most that. like a cardboard or something, I guess. It'd be like, um, oh, no, it's thinner than like a slip cover. <laughs> it's just like a yeah, okay. yeah, big, thick piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, interesting. It's definitely a really cool piece to own sealed because they are yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and um, then... for full set Australian PS3 collectors, that and the 3D collection of the two 
pieces that are like the um, free games that you showed off previously for the Vita. Mm. Um, and this was also part of this purchase was a oh, nice. Azul Blue. Uh, oh, the blue one? Oh, man, that's so cool. Um, yeah, I want all and... the colored slim ones. Those are awesome, dude. <laughs> and the, like, it's got the controller in the baggie, but then it's got the console inside. Hang on a second. And the console is, hang on, I'm getting tangled. The console is also. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but it's factory sealed. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I picked this bundle up. Um, I think I paid like 350 bucks for the lot. It was like 40 games um, plus the console. It's probably, yeah, well over a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Um, yeah, this was only, yeah, probably about nine months ago I picked it up. And it was, yeah, one of the, one of the best finds I've had on Marketplace in, in, in quite some time. So, yeah, that, that's, that's my show and tell, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yep. Yeah, Bendy. Okay. Uh, nothing really. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, my first pickup this week is uh, I'm still collecting all the Tiger Woods games for the PS3. So this is. Hey, I did that a few years ago. I have all of them. Yeah. So, got so the Masters good, ones now. Um, I think I need three more of them to complete the set. 13 is my favorite. Yeah, and then um, I'll be playing this on TikTok later on. <laughs> Mother, uh... <laughs> Dude, that game's really fun. Have you played it? Have you played my uh, yeah, yeah, It's I've really played good. It's a lot, but it's got a weird story to it where uh, two people were developing the game and then um, they split and it became two different games, but it was still the same game. I don't know how to explain it. It was originally called Spin Tires. And then it became Mud Runner as its spin-off, and then obviously later on it became Snow Runner. Snow Runner. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Evil Dead. Hell Ooh, yeah! This up really cheap um, because obviously it's online only, and I think it's not going to work in a couple of years' time. Did yeah. you get it from JB? Uh, EB for like nine bucks or something recently. Oh, nice! It's a yeah. fun game, but yeah, like you said, long term and. Get shut down. Hey, but look what happens to other games when the servers shut down. So who knows? That's it. <laughs> well, that's another um, annoying one. You, you, I'm pretty sure you can't even play the single player content if you can't get online. I'm pretty sure mm. it's one of those games. I picked up Ask Land. What'd you call me? Ask <laughs> Warriors of Legend. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that for sale so many times, and like I'm like, that just looks terrible. I should buy it because no one else will. Type of situation. <laughs> it doesn't look like, that bad. It looks yeah, like it's, no one's going to buy it. It looks kind of <laughs> It's a Musou-style game, right? Yeah, game features Japanese voice only. Um, it's probably a good game, but it's not... It could be worse. <laughs> no, I bet uh, it's probably a pretty good game. The Sexy Brutale. Ah! Nice. That's from, cool the, game. from the developers of Rhyme. Tequila yeah. Works, or Tequila... Whatever they're called. Tequila Works? It's like a murder uh, mystery game. El Bad Land Bad Games. Uh Cavalier Tequila. Game Studios. No, yeah, Tequila one. Works. That's it. Tequila, Tequila works. works, yeah. Yeah. The developers of Rhyme. Big fan of Rhyme. And then um Black Clover. 
Oh, oh nice. Yeah. I love the artwork of this one. It looks awesome. Yeah. So that's my pickup. That's just that, that RPG? Yes. Yeah. It's um uh it's a turn by turn. Turn based RPG? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's another one that I've kind of peeked at, but I've always wondered if it was any good. They're like a lot of the older releases on PS4 and so nice to get them cheap. Later yeah, on man, that's, what I, that's what I'm waiting for. Well, I haven't had any pickups since our last show, but I picked up some stuff from my shelf to show off to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys know I love Dark Souls. It's probably my favorite series. And um, there's some crazy stuff you can collect in the Dark Souls series. And one of those sets is would be like all the promos. Uh, so I've got Dark Souls 3. And then we've got Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin. And the PS3 version as well. And this one didn't actually get released with artwork, just disc only, but this one is Bloodborne. Cool. And there's still Dark Souls to get, and then Demon Souls on PS5. There wasn't a PS3 promo that I'm aware of. So they're full retail releases, aren't they? Yeah, they're full retail releases. They were given out to um, the press to review. Uh, it would have yeah. been like a week before the game came out. But what I love about them is they have full artwork. They also have spines as well. Mm-hmm. I store them all together with all the spines <laughs> alphabetically. I think they look great together. Um, yeah. It's just a little fun thing to collect. Fortunately, like Dark Souls 1 is like $400. So unless I can find it cheap, I'm not going to buy it. You know. So when you put the disc into the PlayStation 3, does it say anything different? Like it doesn't say promo copy or anything like that. It's It just acts yeah, in... It plays like a regular like, game. It's the same yeah. as North American games when the um, barcode's been stamped. So yes. that's the North American equivalent of a promo where you collectors in North America didn't actually get promos. So it's exactly the same thing. It still works like a normal game. There's no difference yeah. to it. Cool. Um, and then the next piece I want to show off is one of my favorite collector's editions. So as you guys know, I'm sort of selling off a lot of my collector's editions. And when you do that, you have to keep the ones you love. And here's one of the ones I'll never sell off. And it is the Far Cry 2 collector's oh, edition. Fortunately, yeah. it's sealed. Um, it's been left on the shelf for years, and the seal's starting to go a little bit. Yeah. However, what's cool about this is this is actually made of wood. So this is a wooden box, which is really cool. It's unlike anything else. Um, yeah, I just love it because of that. It, it looks really cool. It's it's a lot heavier than it looks. It's really sturdy. And it's a unique piece. There are one or two other pieces made out of wood. But, yeah, it's really cool. Have you ever finished it, Figsy? Um, So I first played Far Cry 3 and then did 4, 5, 6. I went back and... Far Cry 2 for me just looked really outdated. I know yeah. it's an game, but you had to play yeah. it when it released. Yeah. Same as like Fallout New Vegas. I first played that in 2022 and I just couldn't get into it, unfortunately. Ah, that sucks. It's the best one. Yeah, that's I a good feel game. like with the PS3, that's its issue with those games that have that um like that orangey look to it, unless you play the them. P- when they uh, yeah, the, it's, like, it's a piss, they call it the piss filter. Like GTA 4 <laughs> has the piss filter, Far Cry 2, piss filter. Yeah. What do you got first, Jeff? I got some pickups. Um, so, first game I got was um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. That looks cool. Um, I'm always looking for like cool co op games that I can play with my girlfriend or my you know couch co op type stuff. 
and this is a co-op game where you like all fly a spaceship together uh, and like each of you have to like maintain a certain part of the ship at a time uh, it says it's up to four players, but I think oh, you can yeah. play with just like two. So Let's hey, go. there it is, there it is. Yeah, I guess like it, coveted, coveted super rare, super rare super version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I bought it on on release. Yep. Yeah. I just uh, um, so for like co-op games, I always go with PlayStation just because that's what I I have like thirty five controllers for, and I just like always use it tend to do that. So, <laughs> but I I, I do uh. Wish I had the Switch version too. Um, next one I got was uh, BPM bullets per minute. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know there's got a physical. So that's good to know. Yeah, it's, this, uh, it's a first-person shooter, and mm. it is a rhythm-based rhythm. game. Yeah. Rhythm, so rhythm you shoot like to the beat of the music. Ooh. And the music's got like really freaking kick-ass heavy metal. So uh, it looks awesome. Um, if I remember correctly, it's got some legit bands in here too. If this is the same game I'm thinking of, did you just like pay someone to create your dream game, Joe? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Speaking of my dude, speaking of my dream game, I didn't even realize this existed. I I I'm, I bought a Steam Deck this week, and so oh. I've just been Ooh. I've been um, what's the word? Preserving lots of games. <laughs> Joe, Joe, what version did you get for? I got the the nice one, the fancy pants version, the five the five twelve. Oh, the, okay, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, well, I couldn't help hello, it. Oh, Mister Fancy Pants. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was setting up. My girlfriend has one, and I haven't really messed with it. But she asked me to like set up her PS2 stuff, and I set yeah. it all up, and I was playing with it, and I was just like. Here you go. And then I was just like, fuck, I want one of those so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. So I ended up just buying one. Because it's got um immunization <laughs> on it. And it's so easy to set up. But the problem you're gonna have now is you're gonna run out of 512 really, really, really quickly. Oh, no, you're gonna end up putting another SD. I put I bought a terabyte a terabyte SD card. Yeah. And I'm cool. gonna use for most of my like emulation stuff, my old school stuff. I'm just gonna use that. Anyway, but the whole point of that was I found when I was doing research, I found out on the PS2 there's a game called like earache extreme metal racing i never knew this existed but i guess it's like a racing game and it's like made by earache records who are like a they like a really heavy metal they like you know napalm death like all those bands are on there i want that bad i did not know that existed and now i'm like damn i gotta play that because i bet it's so dope because i love racing games and i love metal and earache is awesome so i can only imagine i bet that game's sick anyway that's my dream game <laughs> um, uh, the last one I got was uh, I got I get the double whammy on this one. Couldn't help myself. Oh, yeah. I got uh, Zero Fire. Uh, this is a port of Zero Wing and Hellfire. Um, both are old shmups that yeah. got remastered and ported by M2. M2 are like the best at porting games like this. They're absolutely amazing, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a shmup. What can I say? I had to buy it. Um, I have no choice question, in the matter. Joey, did that start mm-hmm. as an arcade cabinet or is was it for some older system? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I know both of them. I got Genesis releases, uh, oh, and I okay. think uh, PC Engine releases. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they got arcade releases. So this has um, the Genesis 
um, versions and the PCI CD-ROM versions on it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Is that English support on the disc? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Them come with it, so it's a fair question. No. Yeah, so that's that's the the only problem with my shmup collection is when I go over to it, I go, "The hell are these games?" I go look at each one. <laughs> the damn game I want because I can't read the spine. Yeah, I can't read Japanese, but I've memorized what the game titles look like, so I can pull out like Ketsuid because I know what the letters look like and Memoru can curse because I know how long it is and different things. That's funny. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got this week for uh, for pickups. Nice man, like some cool. some more goodies on the way for sure, but. Doing shows like twice a week, it's like they trickle in now. I feel like, you know what I mean? Well, I'm just going through my collection. I got 5,000 games to show up, so eventually I'll get through them all. <laughs> you know what's hilarious is I have like thousands of games and I'm like, I got nothing to show. Yeah. yeah I don't know what I want to show. It's like that until you clean a shelf and then you pull the games out and you're like, oh, look at all this cool stuff. You're like, oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Oh, I need to play this one day. And <laughs> well, it's all cool, but it's a lot of stuff that like I'm just like, hey, everybody knows about this stuff. It's not like news or anything, you know what I mean? But they might it's not like... know about it. Like it could be a game that you know. It's true. It's true. Like, like that, that metal game that you just... have. You ever heard of Super Mario? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got Silent Hill one and two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's cool, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. got those. <laughs> I I actually your um, girlfriend's a gamer as well and she's a collector as well that's right yeah she doesn't I, I wouldn't say she like collect she certainly doesn't collect them like the same as what I do but you can actually see a little bit of some of her collection here actually there's a switch games over there um, and a lot of these figurines are hers as well so yeah and <laughs> hey, my girlfriend's got a little cozy game section I call it so I got like a million Animal Crossing, Story of Seasons, Stardews, cooking games, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. My second favorite genre, though. <laughs> hey, I, well, here's the thing that like, I think that's going to be mad valuable down the, that, like, down the line. Like, I think <clears> so. You guys, are, you know, that the big controversies, they did a study and they said 51% of Switch owners were female, right? <gasps> so, <laughs> so I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of girls who grew up with the Switch who are going to be mad nostalgic for this stuff when they I get I can believe older. that. And like I, the DS and stuff was a very female sort of, you know, all the yeah. Nintendo games and all that sort of stuff. I think they were pulled towards that, so... Yeah, so which is a good thing. It's not a bad. That's not bad no, news. If no. you could figure out how to get girls to play video games, thank you. Yeah, thank you for materially from all from all all of mankind. We should all be happy that someone got girls to play video games. Seriously, thank you. Um, because back in the day, it was not like that. <laughs> no, not at all. They were like, "You like games? Bye." I'm like, "Damn it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When I first oh, started dating, I was like, what are you, into? Uh, you don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I to, you got to hide that shit, man. I'd be like, I'm in a band and uh, I got a good job. And uh, like, what's in that room? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's a rape dungeon. It's all right. You can share. You can that's share. Better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my, uh, you know, my Fifty Shades of Grey room. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Sounds good. I'll show you that later. Uh. But, uh, I don't yeah, so, say that word on Twitch anymore. I mean, on YouTube. I <laughs> whatever. But yeah, no, I, I just, I do think that those games will be worth a lot. If you look at like um, the 3DS, some of those get like Fantasy Life's pretty expensive mm -hmm. and uh, some of the Story Season games are getting pretty expensive. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think it's a good genre to collect if you're like mm -hmm. sleeping on it, you're unaware of it. 
Harvest cozy, Moon cozy games, games. up there in price and collectible. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I first got into collecting, like Harvest Moon, I wanted to get <clears throat> PS One Harvest Moon games, and they were fifty dollars back in twenty thirteen. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now fifty dollars would be like, oh, just a disc. That's a bargain. Yeah. And Luke, I wanted to talk about um, a certain PS4 game, and that is Dreams. Mm. Why are you a big supporter <laughs> of this game? I am. I am. It's. Um, have any of you guys messed around Dreams before? I played it. Yeah, for I've seen the for it, and I have it, but I've never played it. I played it just because somebody remade the the uh, PT demo in Dreams. <laughs> Yeah, and when I heard yeah. when I heard that, I was like, nah, "I'll try that." That's awesome. <laughs> I, I never got to play. I never got to play PT. So, yeah, 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 um, yeah. So it's uh, for anyone who's unaware, <clears throat> it is a, I guess, a game development tool made by uh, Media Molecule, the guys that did Little Big Planet um, and Tearaway. Um, but yeah, you can. Um, you know, make your own uh, games, animations, uh, 3D sculptures, um, and share them online. Um, but, I mean, for me, I just, I literally just use it to play other people's creations. Um, it's kind of like, so, so, like, yeah, you hop on, you connect to online, and then you can just browse this, like, endless library. It's kind of like a video game YouTube almost. So you can... You know, play a game for like literally five minutes if you want, or thirty seconds if you want, and then exit, and then you've got another one to play. You know, and it's e- like endless because there's so much stuff on there, and a Is lot of it's Roblox? like I, I probably I've I've never played Roblox, so I'm like not exactly familiar with the setup, but um, yeah. from what I've heard, maybe similar. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's. Um, some of the stuff that people make on there is incredible. Um, one of my favorites is a game called Lock, L-O-C-K, um, which is a uh, 3D uh, exploration puzzle game. It took me about, I think, about 10 or 12 hours to finish. Um, and I've got, I've actually still got it. Um, I think it's in the other room. But I've got this, like, two pieces of A4 paper front and back with scribbles, notes, trying to figure out these puzzles in this game. Um, and I think to this day, that's probably like one of my biggest uh, achievements was like finish like rolling credits on this one dreams creation because the puzzles were so ingenious. Um, yeah, I've never played anything quite like it. So, but for the most part, like what thrives on dreams is like these like little short experiences, a lot of like just like meme stuff, like just real silly, ridiculous things. But that's kind of exactly what I enjoy as well. Like, I, I like to laugh. I like to, you know, have fun when I play games. You know, that's why I like, you know, games like Psychonauts and that where, you know, they're very comedy-based as well. Um, and there's a lot of that in the, in the like, online dreams library. So, but just also, like, p- seeing people use their imagination to create these little, like, little micro-experiences. Um, one of my favourites that I found not too long ago... Um, is uh, I think the game's called like there's a German stuck inside your controller and you open it up and you you play it there's like sort of text options and the sound that comes out of your DualShock is like this German man's voice who's like uh help I'm stuck inside here and then you've got to like (laughs) 
select options and it's like a you know like a, a, a it's, so smart. it's so clever it's so clever so um yeah i it's obviously clearly not for everyone but i for me like just yeah every now and then i'll just i'll just jump on and just go surfing um also when i've got friends around we'll have like two controllers set up um and just like play the memeiest like most broken ass creations because like that's the point of it like that's the fun of it yeah um where like the you know the camera's broken the controls barely work like sign me up you know like when you're playing that with friends like it's just chaos um but yeah they've got vr support for it now so you can play with playstation vr um they've got uh what else they done and i think there's like improved performance on the ps5 now as well so um yeah it's a wicked yeah awesome awesome thing and there's a lot of really fantastic creations and a lot of very clever creators and i hope i hope there's like i'm sure from the talent pool that have come through from creating stuff on dreams like that that'll be the developers of tomorrow for sure if not already today so i have one more question about it 20 years ago or something what's that sorry sorry say it again you go andy how do the assets inside the game work? Like, uh, does everyone share the same assets that they put in to create their little games, or can you draw things in it from scratch and then make basically whatever you want with it? Yeah, so I I suspect there's um, a, a bunch of assets in there already. I don't know how intricate they are, but um, part of the sharing things online, um, I was talking about some of the things you can make. A lot of people make just 3D models of characters, of you know enemies and things and they can share them and have the option to let other people use remix create so you can take other people's creations and put them in your own creation and a lot of people you'll see a lot of games have multiple um credits listed as like you know a, a, a game made by this person this person this person and this person because they have collaborated themselves yeah um someone's done the music someone's done the level design someone's done the 3d modeling you know someone's done the programming it's like a it's like an actual game you know development studio yeah. almost like just yeah. just these people online that are just creating these little little um experiences um and yeah and media molecule molecule themselves have done a number of different creations um the one they had that um was there on launch it kind of serves as like dreams campaign mode i guess it's like a it's like a, a three or four it might be like three hour long like standalone story on its own it's called arts dream um and it was they just made it i guess showcase what the engine was capable of um mm. but man it's so good it's like a whole mix of different varieties of gameplay and types of games um all bundled into this one like you know gelled experience um and, but they've they've done a few other ones over the years as well that are all like really really high quality um so yeah i think they've wrapped up some like ongoing support for it now obviously the online library and all that's still going it was a it is yeah. still a ps plus game at the moment i think or was i'm not sure if it's current or not um so i'm hoping like with the ps plus freebie as well like it'll give some put some life into the online library as well I'll, i i'm gonna go probably boot it up this arvo now that i'm talking it's about still, it i get all excited yeah. again <laughs> I, want, I, want, I, want to because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't actually played it i've watched parts of it and seen like it's like made on a dream and this is absolutely amazing it yeah reminds me of like um old tony hawk pro skater games with sandbox mode or yeah. like the little big planet games which those guys made yeah how, 
the little big planet game. games in themselves the game wasn't the best part the best part was playing all the tracks that everyone else made or yeah. super yeah. mario maker or something but this is like all those into one and it's 100%. like Hundred percent. And on top of yeah. that, Luke, you um, you've been giving away lots of copies of Dream. <laughs> I've been giving. I've been doing this for probably the last like two years. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to every time I I, I find a cheap copy, um, I try to rehome it. I've probably given away. I think we've given away about fifteen copies between Nikki and I. Um, so but yeah, it's been cool. It's been great. Like just sort of getting the word out. I think. Um, and yeah. Um. You know, it's all about you know spreading the gaming love. So um, yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool to, to to send copies out. I've got you know my own copy as well. So um, yeah, the more the people that play it, the better, I guess. I love that. I do that yeah. with Stardew Valley. I try and shove that down everyone's throat. Such <laughs> see, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki got me onto Stardew Valley, and because like I played Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons and all that, but like I was yeah. always. I don't know, for some reason, I, I never got to Stardew. And then Nikki was like, you got to play this. And I did. And again, like 100 hours of my life. Addicting. Yeah, it's yeah. so addicting. It's one of those games where it's like, just one more day. Yeah. Just, just one more day. Just yeah. one more <laughs> yeah. day. And then all of a sudden, it's 4 a.m. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. I got all the achievements. Yeah. Now I've got that. All right, I don't have to have one more day. I can put it away until 1.6 comes out. Until the update, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am yeah. content. My my pigs <laughs> don't need to be fed again for the four hundred <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I can't believe there's going to be another update coming up for that game. That just like blows I me can't. away. Loves it. I I I know. Make a sequel for God's sakes. So, so, like, why do why, 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 I have someone? <laughs> wait, we'll give you we'll give you money, dude. You don't have to keep just giving us free content for all eternity. Like, it's fine, but I'm just yeah. Like, that's I, one admirable thing about that guy is yeah, he just he, keeps pumping yeah. that out. If and if you if you like Stardew Valley, I and you're an Aussie, I'd suggest you try um, Dinkum. Uh, Dinkum, yeah, mm, Dinkum's I've really, heard about really Dinkum's like a cross between Stardew and Animal Crossing. I find yeah. with an Aussie influence to it. Yep. Yeah, but it's missing the whole like the whole mine section of the game. Yeah, uh, me and Joe were chatting. It's got like, you know, elements that take your mind off farming and go into. All right, you know, I've got a crazy attack and do all this and eat food and you know, it turns yeah. into like, you know, almost like a shoot 'em up element where you just constantly yeah. got to think and do things and hmm. and then you can go back to just I'm just going to talk to people today and go fishing and go to the <laughs> yeah, beach, collect and... eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I played the game. Like, gosh, it was like probably like half the content that was in there now yeah. and uh i just remember watching my girlfriend play it like in the last like six months and i'm like what the hell is all this she's like this is the new island and this is the new cave and this is the new this and i'm just like oh, this is a volcano God, and dude. <laughs> i'm like I, it, it's hard dude those dungeons are, are insane in the, on the end game there but like i was just like dude i i can't play this again right now and i thought about it but now if there's another patch i'm waiting because i'm not doing mm. that playing through it and then playing through it again so <laughs> me and joe started a multiplayer farm at one point you know <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> well speaking of gaming what's everyone playing at the moment luke what are you playing i am playing but i just sunk 140 hours into zelda uh tears of the kingdom 
Um, so since sort of uh, waning off of that, I've been playing a little indie called Wonder Song. Um, oh, that looks probably, good. Yeah, I'll grab it. Hang on, give me two seconds. That's a rhythm-based game, right? Music game, I believe. <laughs> okay, this is Wonder Song. Um, so, yeah, Limited Run did a print of it. Um, yeah, it's like a super duper cute little. Um, I guess it's got like a a two D papery um, feel to the graphics, um, and he plays this bard uh, who is out to save the world. Basically, um, the writing dial up sound effects. Yeah, the, the video's going all messed up. Writing is um, really, really funny. Um, it's very dialogue heavy. Um, but the mechanic is that you use the right joystick. Uh, it sort of pops up a little wheel. And um, depending on which way you push the joystick, you, you sing different notes, being a bard. Um, and you use those to uh, solve puzzles throughout the world and help people. Um, but it's also like... Uh, uh, so for deaf players and colorblind players, there's like it's been designed to to be accessible for everyone as well. So I'm about halfway through. Um, it's yeah, really really good. Nice little sort of you know um, low stakes, charming little indie game, and it, it's it's been refreshing after the big open world of uh, Tears of the Kingdom as well. Yeah. Is that a, um is that rhythm based though? Is that like music based in that game? It's like not. It's not rhythm based. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, so it's a it's a mu musical themed game, but it's more yeah about puzzles, I guess the the orders gotcha. of the notes you sing rather than the the timing of it. Yeah, got it. Okay, so I'm thinking there must be like muse musics or something like that. There's a few games that came out that look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love rhythm games and music games, so I'm just obsessed with anything like that. I like, I just love music games. So yeah. Um, this was developed by the guy that did Chicory. I think Chicory, A Colorful Tale, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. It was like another indie yeah. game that came out recently that got a lot of praise. So this was, I think, his first major game release um, for Chicory. Cool. Luke, I want to ask you about Zelda. Um, I'm, I'm sort of at the same point <clears throat> where I'm like 90 hours in, but I've taken a break and I haven't <clears throat> finished it yet. Are you <clears throat> completely finished with the game or are you going to go back to it at some point? Uh, I will probably float in and out a bit still. Um, but I think for the most part, like I've done all the shrines, um, and I've done the story. So for me, like, it's just like exploring and side quests left. Have you done all the underground and unlocked all the map under there and everything? Yeah. Yeah. I've done all the light routes as well. So for me, like that's like that's pretty well done in my books you know like i i don't have ambitions to do every single thing um yeah. but for me like yeah at this point now it's just sort of about dropping in and out just to just to kick around for 30 minutes and have some fun you know like yeah. there's still plenty of stuff to find like it's ridiculous how dense that map is um yeah. but um but yeah as far as like uh content in the game for my own personal uh, satisfaction, all done. I was saying to Andy the other night, um, I play video games like I collect. I'm a real completionist. So the way I've played mm -hmm. that game is I've, I haven't finished the main story yet. I'm 
done hardly any side quests, but I finished all the recipes and <laughs> like, you know, unlocked every tower and, you know, doing things like that. And the way I see it now is I kind of want to take a break. I'm loving it, but I, I do want to have like another hundred hours in the game. So maybe yeah. I'll wait for the game of the year edition to come out and get back in and finish it. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Didn't not enjoy one minute of it, but I do find I do need that break from it because mm. it was, it's so big. It's just, it is big, and it was yeah. my first Zelda game too. So it was an, oh. it was an experience getting into the game for me. Yeah. Interesting. What, what a game to start on as well. All right. Yeah, well, I started Breath of the Wild. I played the um the the tutorial, and then I just never got going. But I think the reason was I played Breath of the Wild like this in my bed, where yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. I sat in the dock, played it with a controller in my hand. Yeah. Completely different experience. Yeah, way better. It wasn't until like I've been playing for eight hours, and I'm like, all right, I need to cook recipes now. Time to go to bed and cook recipes in bed on the handheld. <laughs> And that's what I find was great with the Switch, where like PS5 games, you don't have that option. You have to be nope. you know, in the zone all the time. You can't go and take a break and keep playing. But yeah, oh, my, soon um, enough you can with the Project Q or whatever, <laughs> bro. But I, I put it in my top five games I've ever played. Like, yeah. it's up there. Not number yeah. one, but it's top five, and it is absolutely amazing. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably the same. I'd, I'd consider it up there. I think, like, Ocarina of Time's been my favourite Zelda game for so long, but I, it's hard to deny the fact that Tears of the Kingdom is, like, the king of the series now. It's such a dense, such a, just a beautifully designed piece of art, really. There really is. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> I like, even the little things, like, you're cooking a recipe and they'll play, like, an old Zelda song from like, yeah. well, I haven't played them, but I'm aware of all like the music and everything. Yeah. So yeah. good. Le yeah. Leading your game up and walking away and like listening to it and it's still enjoyable, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good pause <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be 007 vibes from the N64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe, are you playing that, man? So I um I finally got the one CC on um Don Marco Unlimited three normal. So I actually finally did that. And so now I'm just a sadist, so I'm going for the hard mode one CC, because why not torture <laughs> myself some more? <laughs> He's a madman, uh, people. He's a madman. I won't do like the super hard. That's where I draw the line on shmups. I'll do like the one below the hardest. Because like the ultra hard or the crate, I'm like that's <laughs> just like a whole nother level of like insanity. Like, like if like you have to like commit to hundreds of hours of practice, unless you're some yeah. sort of god of gaming, I suppose you could do it. But I, for me, it would be like a nightmare. So, anyway, I'm doing that. Um, I uh, finished Resident Evil Four Remake finally, Ooh. which I'm so proud of myself because I like never finish games like ever. I just always play them, and then I'm like, oh, piece of candy, and I just. <laughs> Stop playing something else and it's three years later and i'm like oh yeah i was playing that game i forgot about that but this one i like, couldn't I, I couldn't actually stop playing it was so damn fun dude i just was like craving it like i kept going back like oh man i gotta get back in there um so that was really fun and have then, you uh, did you play the original resi 4 or was this your first time uh so i played um some of it at my <clears throat> friend's house on gamecube like a whole like back in the day but mm -hmm. i was one of those like 
people who was so mad that it was like a new <laughs> style of game back then because yeah, I sure. loved Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. Like, fuck, yeah. I loved those games. And so when 4 came out and it was like action-based, I was like, what is this for the plebs? I don't yeah. want action. I want <laughs> strategy and horror and take controls. And I want it to be all. Like, I was so upset. And like... uh <laughs> Now I love it. Like I just like I said, I couldn't stop playing the damn game. I thought it was so good. It was like so much fun. Love the game to death. But at the time, I was furious. And also, I was a Sony boy, and like I'm like I ain't getting no GameCube. Stupid GameCube. <laughs> it was exclusive for a while. Like you could yeah. only play it on the yeah. GameCube. And I was like, I was pissed about that. I really was. I'm like, it's like, what'd you do to my boy? I love Resident Evil. You take it off the PlayStation. You put my it on GameCube. Lady. You make it all goofy and, you know, action-y and stupid. I'm like, I don't, I was so upset about it. <laughs> um, you couldn't tell yeah, 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 you know, I don't know. I'm a normal person. Finally, you knew what was going to happen 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> but I absolutely loved it. I thought it was it was a, a lot of fun. Fantastic. Um, and then so, because uh, Reggie called me out the other day, I started to replay through the Evil Within series. He's like, did you play two? I'm like, no. I didn't play two. So I haven't played one since, like, friggin' they came out. So I started to play one over again. And uh, damn, is that game hard, man. Yeah. Oh, I suck apparently at Evil Within. That game is brutal, man. Like I got stuck on the third section of the game for like two hours, like trying yeah. to like I just couldn't beat this stupid chainsaw, dude. Anyway, um, the game's awesome though, so I've been playing that. And then uh, I've been trying to get the one CC and Cotton Fantasy, that one too. Oh. It's like that side scroll one, and uh, I'm pretty close. But on normal, just again, like I start off on the easier difficulties, and then once I get those, I move to the harder ones. If I depends on depending on how hard it was to get the, the easy one. So if it, if I play a normal and it takes like six months, I might be just happy with normal. Let's put it that way. You know <laughs> what I mean? But like if I could do it in a week, I'll go and try the harder setting or whatever. And uh yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been playing so far. Oh, and I'm addicted to Beat Saber. I play that every day, which that just goes without saying. So I just that's assume like work out the day, right? every morning I wake up at like six in the morning, I play Beat Saber for like two hours, dude. Until I'm like sweating and covered, dying. It's gotten to the point where literally I am like, I have to stop playing so much because I'm in so much physical pain oh, from wow. playing the game. Yes, literally, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to play Beat Saber. And then I play for like 20 minutes and I'm like, <laughs> my arms, I can't. <laughs> so I said to take, I can't, I have to like, I can't play it. And I'm like, oh, hit the gym this morning again, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not saying I look good. I'm just saying I just, that's what happens. <laughs> Um, it is a good workout though. Uh, but the problem is too that like now no one will ever touch my, my headset again because it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend will never put that on her head ever. She sees me wiping up the buckets of sweat off my face and she's like gross. I'm never using that thing ever. <laughs> so now if I want her to get one, I'm gonna have to buy another VR2 just for her so she can put it on for an hour or a year. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's why we call it that's <laughs> what no, so we call it now <laughs> he knows what i know what he's trying to say there andy you been playing anything new man uh i've just started to play red dead redemption 2 again so i mean you can oh, review it 
and, uh, are we gonna do that is that a thing is that yeah, you guys so we're gonna play a game on the podcast we're all gonna play the same game and talk about it guys so if you yeah. guys want to play red dead redemption 2 in the next few months when we all finish it we'll yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. wait a minute are we gonna play together or are we just gonna play separately and talk about I think we're it? all just gonna play single player yeah no. it's pretty crappy so you're gonna only gonna get the first 20 minutes of the gameplay my opinion because that's what's gonna happen so, yeah. <laughs> I, was saying, I just started playing it and I'm about half an hour in again. I finished it when it, on, when it first came out. But it's now my theory that, like, when Rockstar sent out copies of this game to reviewers, they must have, like, sent them a copy where it starts halfway in between the game because if they sent <laughs> out copies so where we were in the snow <laughs> section, people would have been like, fuck this shit, this game's getting one stars <laughs> or one bananas or fucking tomatoes or whatever the fruit is. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just... You're right though. I played it three times, and the first five hours, the second time, and the third time you played, it's, it's so fucking shit. Yeah. And then nice. once you get through the tutorial, it's so good. Yeah, it's such a good game. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they did that to you, but like, it's yeah, it's torture. Maybe they're like, we don't want a speedrunning community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't set the bar high, but then when you get out of the snow and stuff and you're actually doing normal Red Dead stuff, it's like, this is an amazing game. So, um, yeah, my plan is to play it through and just be a piece of shit this time. The last time I played it through, I was like trying to be a bit <laughs> two-shoes and do everything correctly and stuff. And, oh, no, I'm not going to shoot and rob people. Uh, this time, I'm just going to murder, rape, do fetty, you know, everything. So this time, you're going to be true to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. John Marsden. It's me. I'm enjoying Red Dead, but I'm keen to jump back in and finish it. But apart from um, that, I've been still doing a lot of G, I guess, uh, putting in a couple of hours every night. And I've been, um, you guys might have heard of a website called Sporkle. It's a website that do general knowledge quizzes. Anyway, I've been into the geography section of Sporkle. So um, right now I'm trying to learn every capital city of the world. So my goal. <laughs> is to be able to do every single capital city of the world in under 20 minutes and type them all out. So it's also like improving my English skills as well as like yeah. and stuff. Are I you love Carmen San Diego in real life? Why the yeah. hell are you in so geography? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I did it the other day. And I think I got 148 out of 197 capitals. <laughs> so we're getting there. That's cool. I am I am obsessed by the concept of like you having five thousand titles behind you of like these rich, diverse fantasy yeah, worlds, you and you're sitting there playing a web browser game, <laughs> a free web yeah. browser game. Look, I'm glad you're pointing this no, out. Too. I feel exactly the same way. Free. I'm like. It's literally just like text space and there's a map in the background and things pop up when you get it right. Because and to add to that, like... I'm then watching YouTube videos of people playing the same game. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. Like, I love it. Incredible. Thinks he's got 20,000 games. He's like, you ever played Snake? It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. It's a classic, right? <laughs> I've been loving it lately. I don't know what yeah, it there's is. A win- there's a Windows pinball. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. I hey, do I, like actually, Windows I found pinball. the guy on Twitter who made that. So there's a yeah. guy on Twitter, and he's like, I, I'm the guy who made Windows pinball. Oh, they wow. went to him with a pinball game and said, can you make this for Windows? And he like, oh, can I, can I clarify on? something for you, Jesse? Yeah, 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 okay, so that... That pinball game in Windows is an actual pinball game that has multiple tables and stuff. The guy that you're talking about 
ported the game from like ported that table from the game and put it into Windows. If that makes sense. So he didn't actually make that pinball game. That was a separate game by itself with heaps of different pinball tables, and he actually created the port of it that goes inside Windows and the single table that you play with the Space Cadet thing. Does that make sense? You're probably mm. like the most played pinball table of all time, right? Yeah, mm. but like he made a comment of like, someone was like, why don't you put, you know, pinball in um in the computers, like in Windows 11? And it's like, kids don't give a shit anymore. Like they've got the internet with Fortnite and stuff. And they're not going to go, and Geo gets up pinball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've got the internet. We played pinball on the PC when we were kids because there was nothing else to do. Like, Is that a free sell? Uh, we had Solitaire, Free Cell, Minesweeper, Minesweeper, and what was the fourth one? What was the fourth one? Solitaire. No, I said Solitaire. Oh. Napster. Uh, this is on Windows ninety eight. Windows um, XP was when um, Pinball came in. So the original yeah, was like Jong games on ninety eight. Jong as well, I think was on. <laughs> Yeah, Mahjong or like another card yeah. game. Dude, I yeah. love Minesweeper. I don't care. I I'm still like, play I'm that obsessed game. I with Minesweeper. Minesweeper. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the day I figured out how to play that game. I was so proud of myself <laughs> because I was just like forever. I'm like, the way you play is you just click randomly until you blow up, right? Yeah. And that's this, how yeah. this game works. When you're like, oh, I can right click. And that's, that's exactly. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Once you, and and you get the like, concept and you're like, this is actually so good. It's really fun. So to add to that, yeah. there's a um, Sporkle quiz where they use the world and it's minecraft I and mean, it's minesweeper i've been playing that beast <laughs> like, last night i was playing minesweeper geography <laughs> oh wow <laughs> got a ps5 playing minesweeper geography my god the classics. i did play a pc game the other night i was playing heroes of might and magic free which is a 999 yeah. title oh, that's amazing cool. game by the way guys it still stands up today so yeah. there's a redone version on Steam, which was done in 2016 with HD graphics, and it has an online mode with like 10,000 active people on Steam. When I looked it up, so yeah, that's kick-ass. People are playing. Yeah. It's like a dungeon crawler, or like. Uh, so here's the mode and magic is a like a turn-based um, strategy game. So mm. good. You upgrade your castle, you get more men, you go out and like an RTS. You mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So, oh, but you can do so much in your turn. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I love games. Like, so is it like an online experience where you like you can like is it like like live online all the time where you have to like keep your castle defended from other people or is it just like um well each turn like you control when you click the next turn and then yeah. okay so it's like matches against each other it's not like a live world or something yeah yeah no. okay all right all right so I mean there's like yeah, it's not like engagement players with someone online. Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. That's pretty cool, man. No, no, it'd be like playing Civilization, not Age of Empires. Completely mm. opposite, sorry. Where you go and then you've got to sit there and wait either mm. one minute or 20 minutes for them to finish their turn. But I just play single player because, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. That does sound like fun, actually. <laughs> I do like yeah, it's fun to play games you played as a kid. I, I, I'm just yeah. a big kid. I love nostalgia and everything. Aren't we yeah. all? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. We're all just big kids at the end of the day. Uh, Andy was saying the other day that he was been playing um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the PS1, but like yeah. the PS1 version yeah. compared to the PS4 version, the PS4 version's got so many like quality of life changes. Yeah, it's way better. 
when you stack yeah. it and you've got a <laughs> he's got to he's got the fact on you. Yeah, yeah, you you, 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 you fall <laughs> off in the PS1 version and you wait fucking 10 minutes for him to get back on the board again. And the PS4 version, you're straight back into the action because you, you know, you're 35 years old, you don't have time to wait around for this shit anymore. I've got I've got it on the Switch and the yeah. Firstly, the port's actually really, really good. But that is, like, my go-to, like, kickback or, like, just feel out. Like, especially if I'm winding down for the night. I was playing it, like, literally yeah. earlier this week. I think I put it on my Instagram, actually. Um, yeah. I, it's a perfect, like, 10 o'clock at night. I've got, like, 20 minutes till I want to go to sleep. Kick up Tony Hawk. Play some free play. Like, big, big mm-hmm. fan. Big fan. Yeah. And I'm hoping they yeah. do more of the HD remakes because, yeah. One I do. Yeah. Yeah. They need to do three and four. Please, dude. I love yes. three, especially. I love three. And then we'll just forget that five exists. Yeah, we could stop no. at three and four. No, no. no. American Wasteland. Give us Project say, Underground. <laughs> underground and Underground 2. Underground 2 is my favorite. That They're American pretty good, thing, too. So, yeah. Big fan. Did you see and then um... we got to like let's use peripherals and make our <laughs> yeah. Yeah. only like four, 30 kilo people can use. Yeah. yeah. They uh did they just release the VR skater? I don't know if you guys seen that, the PSVR2 game just came out. No, yeah, so I've seen it. It looks kind of cool, actually. It, it looks cool. pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean I have literally no idea how it controls i mean that could be make or break it how I mean, you can't use your freaking feet so uh it could be kind of awkward but from what i've seen it looks really fun um a lot of the reviews say that it's like hard but like really good yeah. so uh, and well, i know that works. in the um preview you can uh, get pissed off and throw your board so i'm very i'm already like okay i like this this sounds right as long as i can get pissed off and smash the board i mean this is <laughs> Are you stand, so there, is there a board that you stand on? Yeah, yeah. So oh, you literally just okay. the board, right? <clears throat> yeah. So what you see when you're when you're playing, you just see the board, and then your uh, controllers. And I think um, how you manipulate the controllers is what will like flip the board, or you can like okay. make your. You, I think I I don't I haven't played it, so I don't know for sure. But it looks like your hands are your feet. Yeah. So like, um, like if you want to go faster, you take your, you know, your left foot and you go like this to, to go faster with your left foot and you get back on the board uh, and you, you push down to kick flip and you can push with your hand and you can manipulate the board with your hands and, and do kick flips and grinds and stuff like that. I, I was it, visualizing like you in your living room, like <laughs> jumping up and down, trying to do all these tricks. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's what I, it's not like I've seen people play it and it's weird to watch them play it. Cause like, have you, have you ever seen like the augmented VR stuff where people are in the yeah. game? Yeah. yeah. So the guy's like standing perfectly still and he's like jumping over and doing his big like leaps, but he's not moving. He's just standing there and he's just like just like press the skies. It looks it looks kind of yeah. goofy, but if, if you don't get motion sickness playing VR games, that will definitely give you motion sickness for sure mm. playing that specific game. Yeah. So mm. that's there are certain games where, like I tell people like if you're not used to VR, do not try to do it. Like yeah, so mm-hmm. I because I hate that. I'm, I'm so sick of hearing people say we could get sick, we get sick, we yeah. get sick. I'm like, well, so, don't yeah. play Star Wars for your first yeah. freaking game, bro. You don't need to be in a 360 <laughs> spaceship <laughs> floating yeah. around. You're like, like try until dawn. You're or, or, oh, even that you're on a roller coaster. Fuck that mm-hmm. game. Never mind. Try something jump, like jump simulator. Super sure. hot, yeah. super hot, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Super hot. Well, I, that actually is the game everyone should try first because that's the, yeah. the dopest. That's yeah, a, such yeah. a good introduction. Uh, yeah. Like, if you don't like that game, you're probably not like a, <laughs> most of your games. Let's put it that way. 
game's so good. Nightmare Man. Nightmare Man. Video board game called Nightmare Man scared the crap out of me. Wasn't a video, it was a video game board game. I mean, I played a lot of those crappy VHS tape. Yeah, Yeah, I I used to play those games. Like uh, you know what pisses me off is a lot of my old games now are worth a fortune. I didn't realize that, like, but like I read like Fireball Island, the original game. I like the if you have the original ones worth a ton. I used to have this game called the Omega Strain. Have you ever heard of it? It was like this super cool game with like all those recordings and stuff. I guess that's worth a ton of money now. Even some of the yeah. common board games, like I sold an original mousetrap for like a hundred and something dollars this year. But, you know, you yeah. need like the first prints of these because they get reprinted every year. Like, yes, yeah, so exactly. So ten thousand versions of Monopoly at this point. You know, hey. you can get a really like they have reprinted Fireball Islands that are cheap. But if you have the original one, it's worth a lot. But if like anything else, it was like, I got older and I was like, I want to play this game that I played when I was a kid. How much could it cost? Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, it's just like, it was all the time. I wanted to get some uh, some toys that I had when I was a kid. Forget that, dude. People are crazy. What have you yeah. done? Holy yeah. crap, dude. Like I like original Transformer um, figurines and shit like that. Yeah, yeah man. Well, for that, like, reprinting a lot of them. Like the original Ninja Turtle toys have all been redone. Yeah, yeah. like these toys were going for three hundred dollars each. They're now thirty bucks in Walmart, Kmart. You know, yeah, yeah. The original ones are still three hundred dollars, but if you just want one to play with, you want your kids to have that experience, you can go and buy them one, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, I could just see all those adults buying them for their kids and being like, "Yeah, no, don't touch it." Yeah, yeah, don't. don't Now, don't open the box. This is for you. (laughs) Now, I'm going to put it on my shelf and don't touch it. You can have it when you have kids. (laughs) I've gotten to the point now where if someone brings kids to my house, I'm like, don't even tell them about my games. I don't even want them to go in there because they're all like, oh, can I play? No. Can I do it? Nope. Can I do it? Nope. Nope. Can I just get? Nah. Have you got Minecraft? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Have you got Minecraft? (laughs) I have a hacked 3DS for all the kids to play with when they come over. You can do whatever the hell you want to this. Play whatever you want. Wrap it before they touch it. (laughs) All right. Wow. Well, guys, we might call that a show. Luke, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was great to have you on here. That was a lot of fun. Guys, Luke's Instagram will be in the description. So if you want to keep up with what Luke's going on with, definitely check out his Instagram. Andy, Andy, Joe, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. 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 And as always, thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.